The top five. Top, top five side ones. Top five records to play on a Monday morning and all that. Here's the top five candidates. Top five dream job. My desert island. All time. Top five most memorable breakups. The top five classic. <laughs> Welcome to Top Five, the podcast where every week my special guest comes in, picks a subject, and then picks their top five in that subject. You could pick anything. You could pick sneaker brands, top five food groups, top five vampires. I prefer the sparkly ones. I'm your host, Taylor Meaches, and we're back for season three after our long, long hibernation since God knows when. Uh, And it's good to be back here in the studio, which still stands after this many, many years covered in cobwebs. Um, This week's guest uh, is a new guest, never been on the show before. You're in for a treat. Uh, We have an artist, a gimpy basketball player, a mustache wearer. Lee is on the show today. Lee, how are you, pal? Good. How you doing? Oh, I'm very well. Good, good, are you good. excited to be on the big air, the big show? On, on he, yeah, the big show. That's what we the call thing. it <laughs> in the podcast world. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad to make it to the top. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a little bit intimidated by the mics and everything, but you know. Yeah, it's a little bit. I feel much. like I'll settle in and get a little bit more comfortable. I almost miss when we had just like two little r2d2 mics just sitting on a table mm-hmm. uh and now we've got like arms and shit and hanging from the ceiling right. and, and you know blankets on the walls and and all this uh rigmarole well, you know it's still cozy in here oh, it's so professional mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that yeah yeah we put in uh we put in thomas edison's own light bulbs you right. know you know right. i dug those up from 18 dickety two <laughs> that's very nice we're talking about what it looks like in here when the listener can't see it. <laughs> well, great. now we're painting a picture. That's what we're doing. That's right. You know, that's so, right. Um, so it's like you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're here with us. That's right. Which is nice. Welcome in. Get cozy with us. So while everyone's in their car or mm-hmm. on the treadmill, they can pretend that they're in cozy Buffalo, New York. Right, a not- snowy day in fucking April. Yeah. Still pay attention to where you're driving to, where you're getting to. Yeah, be Don't be just, safe. yeah, don't get lost in the illusion, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know, officer. I was in I, another world. I, I was listening to. I was in a small room. I was just, there were microphones. It was beautiful. <laughs> I want to go back to that place. If only that world were real. Right. Mm. Mm. Lee, it's time. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that more. It's time to get down to. Uh, our, our, our topic here. Okay. What did you pick for your topic? Um, so my topic was the uh, my my top five personal favorite uh, action adventure heroes. Yes, yes, the ones so. that influenced you. Right, 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 right. Um, for, you know, just uh, like growing up, who like you know, like you emulate as a kid, or like you just pretend you are as a kid. Oh, or, sure. Um, and then you know, and who are still like you know who I still watch today or still, you know, and then why I buy all the new shit that comes out, you know, the new right. movies that come out for the, uh, isn't it hard when you're like, Oh, there's another lethal weapon. And you're like, well, I like lethal weapon one. Maybe I 
have to have Lethal Weapon right. the TV show. <laughs> I you know personally with Lethal Weapon I didn't get that far because oh, yeah. I'm I'm a Lethal Weapon purist. Oh okay, and right. so the those four will forever be like Martin Riggs and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Roger Murtaugh. Thank you. That, I was like, like, and Danny Glover. And Wait, Dan- that's not <laughs> right. <laughs> it's close. Seriously, though, like Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, uh, unstoppable team. What a great team. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, it's such a trope now of young, wacky cop and right. old, reti- almost retired cop. I'm too old for this shit, Riggs. Too Riggs. <laughs> Riggs. <laughs> Oh, and the, and the the young wacky cop also has to be like insanely like an insanely talented shooter for some reason or some like or yeah, like a freak like, athlete or something. He knew kung fu or some yeah, shit, yeah. but he would also like like do Looney Tunes bits, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, yeah, great, yeah. I'm in, I'm 100 percent in, <laughs> and so is the rest of the world. The point where right. that's most movies now. Yeah, like, like, all right, we've got a wacky guy. Let's get a Kevin Hart, and then we got like a serious guy. Uh, fuck it, The Rock again. All right, let's make ten of those, <laughs> right. all different. I'm I'm happy for The Rock personally. I'm you know good I'm for happy him. for good for him. Not like not a huge fan of most of the movies, but no. you know I'm it's like cool man. <laughs> I saw Jumanji and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, like I was like, all right, whatever. I like Jack Black. I'm like, I'll watch it. But good for The Rock good for, for really. Really, you know, he's a talented guy, and I hear he's a super nice guy. He seems to be. Yeah. yeah. So good for him. My, Me and my brothers went to go see uh, that Hercules movie that came out. Oh, uh, I forgot about you, that. Brett Ratner directed that, who is like, who has a really bad mark on uh, and yeah. Hollywood, right? He's like, yeah. he was in, he was one of the guys, in the, like one of the sleaze balls and like yeah. the whole Me Too thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't um, he do one of the X-Men movies, I think? Yeah. Rush he, Hour? He did, no, yeah, he did Rush, he did Rush Hour, and he did The Last stand oh that's right yeah the um, third because the other guy went and did superman right who is also a scumbag apparently oh, yeah, yeah. brian singer brian singer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but, yeah because i think uh i think he did the queen movie too yeah and that's why he didn't get best direct it was like the only time best picture wasn't also nominated for best director right. and they're like yeah we can't talk about that guy anymore because somebody else like kind of took over like yeah, he three quarters of the through. way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But with the uh, with Hercules, man, we me and my brothers went to see it, and we'd seen the trailer for mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and I was like, Hercules, man, I love Hercules, sure, um, and because uh, like growing up, I loved Greek mythology, and so like then, <laughs> and of course, then it looked awesome because it's like the Rock fighting these CG monsters in the right. trailer, yeah. And I'm like, this is gonna be it's got awesome. a lion head on, yeah, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, like it's the Rock, it'll be like campy and whatever, yeah. But then so we went to go see it, and of course, like all of that. That sweet shit in the trailer is like uh, some weird kind of like um, summary of his like fake adventures up until that point. What a cop out. And then the rest of the movie is like, this is the real story of Hercules with no CG monsters. Like Aww. nothing like that. Just some weird shit going That's on. So depressing. My brother Adam, who's like the real serious one of us, um, with like 15 minutes left in the movie, mm-hmm. he just like stands up, just stands directly up. Um, it just goes, well, that's it for me. It just walks out. <laughs> so me and my other two brothers are sitting there kind of cracking up. We're like, all right, well, I, I guess we're going to follow. <laughs> so we just left. We're going we're gonna to go. Yeah. I don't think – I only walked out of one movie, 
and I don't know what was going on with me at the time, but it was Tropic Thunder. Oh, really? And I saw it on DVD, and I'm like, this movie's hilarious. And I'm like, yeah. didn't I fucking book it out of that theater? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But you I'm just like, had to go. I just had to go. You I was like, I go. don't. I can't be here. Like <laughs> this is this is so dumb and it's killing me. I gotta go. I've been I've been way too stoned in the theater and thought that plenty of times. <laughs> a friend of mine, uh, we went and saw Machete and he was hammered. Like we yeah. had to like drag him into the theater and he was wearing sandals and he stepped in someone's nachos. Okay. And like with the cheese all <laughs> up in between his toes. Yeah. And I'm like we gotta. We can't be here. We gotta go. But we stayed because I'm like, well, I can't drive. I'm yeah. hammered. <laughs> All right, it's enough. We're here for All right. a very important task. Sounds good. You, you get it in post. We'll get it in post. Cut it up. Cut all of that. <laughs> That's gone. As if I've got time to edit. It's <laughs> <laughs> we'll get our intern from the other show to do it. There you go. All right, um, Lee. What's your number five most influential action hero? Okay, so uh, I I actually I didn't put them in order, so I'm gonna wing it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're cool. Um, so I, I did a, I did a ton of you can tell I did a ton of groundwork here. I can tell by the charts and things, it, right? The graphs yeah. and bar, it, yeah, pie. Describe it for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you, like the Norm Macdonald gag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell everyone what that is? <laughs> Um, no, so, uh, all right, so number five, uh, let's go with James Bond. All right, absolutely. Um, so what, what is your, what do you take away from James Bond? Well, uh, when I was, I mean, when I was, as, as long as, as long ago as I can remember, and that's like with most of these, um, I remember like watching those movies, yeah. watching those movies, like the 007 days of, uh, uh, Double seven, yeah. You know, the, like the Thanksgiving marathon, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they was... play them all on like USA or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, they always had a Christmas marathon. Um, it might because my ma was a, my ma is like a huge James Bond fan, yeah, right. Um, so we'd always watch, we always watch, we always love the Connery ones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Timothy Dalton, not that big a fan of, but whatever. yeah, at least uh, it's not George Lazenby. George Lazenby is the worst. He's just the worst. You watch the movie and you're like, James Bond's a douchebag. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, well, and I gotta be honest with you. I I can't remember the last time I saw that movie the whole way through. Or if I ever even have. I don't know it's, if uh, I have seen it. in Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, I don't know if I have seen it all the way through. All I remember specifically from that movie is him like like doing the luge. And they shot it really weird so that... You like see the front of it, and then you like see his face close up, and he's like, "Whoa!" And he's like very clearly not <laughs> yeah, aging, you know? right? Um, which you know, whatever. Like I'm usually okay with that. But yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just so jarring, like the back and forth. <laughs> it's, what was there was a Bond movie where they had just invented underwater cameras, so half the movie was underwater, and it's the slowest, oh. like fighting underwater nothing's really happening <laughs> movie you've <laughs> ever seen but they just really needed to use these cameras is it a roger moore one i think it's roger moore yeah because they had the little submarine yeah and they were like dicking around and like trying to find something underwater it was yeah. like a suitcase or something and they had like scuba divers with the uh, harpoons yes. coming after oh, yeah. which is awesome down, which is cool but then he'd like try to punch him just Slowly right. underwater, right? Punching people, and there's like all these bubbles in the way, and you're uh-huh. like, "I'm, I'm so glad 
we we got this. Yeah, got I'm glad this. you guys spent the money to make that happen for me because right. I I never would have realized this mm-hmm. in my life otherwise. Mm-hmm. So Lee, in your human mm-hmm. life, do you try to uh, 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 imitate James Bond, or is this or is there anything you um, try to incorporate in your life that you learned from James Bond? I just I try to be really suave, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, just really suave. And when I do kill, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do so quickly. That's good and efficiently. I don't want it painlessly. You know, painlessly. Yeah, yeah. You, you snap know. a lot of necks. Right. Just you know, yeah. like just pop out from the shadows, pop back in. Yeah, that I got sort of you. Thing. I got you. That's important. You know, that's important. <laughs> FBI listening. If uh, mark the time, twelve forty. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel that. And you know what? That is kind of nice mm-hmm. compared to like RoboCop, who's gonna shoot you, shoot in, you the in the knee. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see that video? Oh, it's a nightmare. And just to see a guy, you get like Bond come from behind, karate chop a right. guy in the neck, and then like kind of just drag him aside. Right. I'm like, oh, I I really appreciate that because yeah. as much as I love ultra violence, sometimes it's a little much. Yeah, right. As I get older, I can tolerate it less and less. That's very true, and yeah. that's you know what that's that's kind of a cool thing about um, old movies, and this is like, and like I don't want to spoil it for mm-hmm. you, but uh, or for everyone out there listening right now all right uh indy's gonna be on the list yeah yeah yeah. clearly come on i'm sorry come on but uh like the way those movies are shot there's some very vicious shit happening off screen yeah that like is is still kind of like uh what's a good one uh Felix gets eaten by a shark for some reason yeah. in one of the Timothy Dalton ones. Yeah. You don't actually see it. But you know that but it you happens. Know so, yeah, and your your mind goes to a place where you can literally see that. You yeah. know, and like, you're thinking like, oh, fuck, that guy just died. Just, I can't what? believe that guy got eaten what? by a shark. Did I thought something? that was just a... Like How a, did the voodoo guy die? I can't... I, uh, I, see, I think he died a few times, but... That's live and let die, right? It is. Um, it's been a long time, but I, I think he died in some horrific manner. I can't remember, though. I'm sure that he did. I know... I, I What I remember from that one is specifically, uh, like, his buddy had, like, the iron claw. Yeah. From the other one. <laughs> and then, you know, I, 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 I don't remember... I don't. Re- that was his shtick. I don't remember if it was, like, super strong or something. Probably right. was. Probably. You know, and then, like... Then, of course, Jaws was, like, yeah. the next movie. And he had, like, this... Everybody has a super body part. Yeah. Up it, until that point. And even that's, like, a trope. Like, yeah. Like, like, claw from Inspector Gadget. Like, right. he's got a metal hand. But it's like, yeah, he's got metal teeth, and he can bite through steel cables. And I'm like, does he have metal jaws, too? Cause right. What the fuck? And he's just and he's just huge, by the way, yeah. too. Like that's a, that's a, that's a other power. I remember him in Goldeneye. You would just die immediately because he was like a foot oh, yeah. taller than everyone right. else. So you just immediately get shot in the chest because you're taking up the whole screen. Well, they just did. They did you hear? Um, actually, wow, Goldeneye is an awesome game too. Yes, absolutely. Um, but they just one of the, I think one of the people, one of the developers from Rare, mm-hmm. like they it was on Twitter or something. It was kind of funny. They said um, they came out and finally. Admitted, like, yeah, using odd job was cheating. Oh, it's bullshit. Because you just you got to right aim down. Yeah, you got to. It's, bo- it's bogus. In that game, it was hard enough to aim as it was. Yeah, and there was like sort of an auto aim, but it never worked. No, it would be like, yeah, you're pointed at him. Nope, not anymore. Okay, wait, <laughs> hang on. Nope, he moves slightly to the left. And here we. Nope. <laughs> and I'm like, I have two lasers. I'm firing. How am I missing anything? <laughs> right. Everyone should be dead. 
where did all those mines mm-hmm. I dropped go? Oh, yeah, that's N64. Oh, that's blowing up. So, <laughs> oh, well, that's like uh, Perfect Dark, too. That ended yeah. up being the most fun. Oh, yeah. Perfect Dark was just a gold mine. So it, yeah. they, they really was. And but, that's the reason I played it. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, but uh, anyway, going back to Bond. Yes. Um, like, my, my favorite Bond is obviously this Connery. Oh, yeah. This Connery is the, Connery's the man. He is the man. And, and he. He's a well-mannered Bond, mm-hmm. but he's also a very cheeky Bond. Oh, yeah. And he's also a total dick, too. Oh, yeah. Not a nice guy. Uh, no. And that's that's like, that's like one of the things that um, I I think how like like antiheroes are be- becoming popular. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a weird tangent, but, yeah, you know, maybe. whatever. Um, I think how like like a guy like Deadpool is becoming popular mm-hmm. uh, like because he's like kind of like an asshole. Right. You know, he's like, yeah. whatever. Um, doesn't have like he's like not all great traits, right? You know, right, right, right. You know, He's right. not he's not a shining example, right? He right. shot a guy in the butt. No, he got shot in the butt. Anyway, it doesn't matter. At the core, though, you know, like you you like you can empathize. Uh, amp- empathize. Empathize. Jesus, yeah. that was hard. Yeah. Um, you can empathize with whatever. Um, Bond, I think. Like now, like, and I th- feel like Daniel Craig's a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Although he's less, he's a lot less misogynistic yeah. than the old Bonds were. I, I think that's more of a, a a show of the time. Exactly, exactly. And um, you know what I think is kind of like messed up about that. <laughs> this is gonna sound fucking. This is probably gonna sound terrible, but um, I would love to see a period piece Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I saw this on Reddit the one time. Um. Like where Bond still has like all of his awful traits, yeah, and it's like a fifties, sixties kind of like uh like Cold War spy movie. Um, Bond is more of like a uh, Mad Men oh, sort of sure. misogynist. Has like all of his bad traits, and like and that's I think it would be awesome. You don't have to like him as a guy because he's not a good guy, right? And Bond has never been a like a a no, good guy. No, and even like. When they're like, oh, even like the way Q or M treats him, he's mm-hmm. clearly kind of a loose cannon. Right. Where Q's like, please stop breaking my stuff. <laughs> right. Stop stealing my boat. Stop being a dick to me. Yeah. And 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 even M's like, God damn it, Bond's off the chain again. <laughs> like, uh, and, and, yeah. And it's, Why do we keep asking him to do this stuff? He <laughs> just blows up all our shit. Don't we have anyone else on the double O list? <laughs> anyone. I'm afraid 006 got stabbed while he was in a clown suit. <laughs> that was a weird beginning for, uh, I forget which one that was. Um, it was probably Octopussy or something. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a sign of the times. Remember Octopussy? Oh, my God. That, that has one of the greatest lines in any spy movie ever made. He's like, oh, what's this? And she goes, oh, that's my little Octopussy. Like, excuse me? <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? How many drafts did this get through? Right. This got through all of them. We shot this. No one stopped it on set. Right. It didn't get edited out. Oh. Boy. Oh, and then he was, and then for some reason descri- disguised as a crocodile later on in that. <laughs> those those movies got to such a weird place. Yeah. I remember uh, I saw an interview with Daniel Craig, and he was like, one of the reasons we had to be such a very serious Bond was because Austin Powers came out, mm-hmm. and we couldn't have fun anymore without looking like Austin right. Powers. <laughs> and he was like, "That's really why the you know it got rebooted so hard with 
yeah. uh, Daniel Craig because we couldn't have jetpacks or right. or uh, you know fun. <laughs> right. We, we couldn't have exploding pens anymore because it's all gonna look like an Austin Powers joke. Right. Well, and you know, like that's all. I feel like that's almost what happened with Spectre. Yeah. Because like Spectre was kind of scary. Spectre was Spectre was bad, man. I wasn't into. I was so it, into Skyfall. Skyfall was such a like a return to form. Such a it, it just. We can't use any computers. We can't use any of that. Right. And I'm like, oh no, what's he gonna do? The thing he's been doing for 50 movies. Yeah. 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 I got a I got a car. It's got a gun in it. Yeah. I got a gun car. Right. Gun cars are back. <laughs> It's not a fucking BMW Finally. either. It's a sweet ass Aston mm-hmm. Martin, like it should be. Right. I'm so mad. He's not gonna drink a Heineken. Actually, I think he does drink a Heineken in that movie. Yeah. I think when he's oh when he's he, at the casino, he, maybe he uh, that is the most annoying product placement I've ever seen. Is Bond drinking beer? I'm like Bond doesn't drink beer. Right. Bond drinks a very specific <laughs> drink that we all know. I hate to say it, but it's kind of his thing, and you're messing this up. Like. <laughs> It really killed me. It really <laughs> kills me. And I mean, one of them I remember, he was on like an island with a bunch of girls and he was like just kind of quietly drinking a Heine. I'm like, if that's his breakfast, okay. Right. But if he goes out at night in a tuxedo and orders a Heineken, I'm going to riot in this theater. <laughs> I'm going to burn this place down. <laughs> They're going to have to bring in the SWAT team. Right. And when they ask me, sir, why have you done this? I'll say, Bud doesn't drink beer. What do you mean? Why did I do this? I drink beer. You've got, I'm a, not you've got a hastily written manifesto on a on a theater napkin, <laughs> spelled out in popcorn grease. <laughs> no beer, Bond. Bond, no beer. God. No beer, Bond. Bond, mer- <laughs> we know the recipe. Um, yes, <laughs> that actually really that really bothered me in the theater. But I love Skyfall. Mm-hmm. I I heard um. So he goes back in Skyfall. He mm-hmm. goes back to his old house, kind of like where he was. Right. It was like, like his parents were. Like it was his estate that he never went to. Yeah. Or, or something. But I heard the original script was written to have Sean Connery in it. Right. And he was supposed to be. That was the retirement home for old Bonds. <laughs> so like where old agents go when they're done. That's kind of like where they kept them. And yeah. that caretaker guy who was just like a weird Scottish – that guy actually just died recently. But oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah, I saw Shane. Um, he was cool. He was cool. Him. That's the only thing I knew him from. I, I was I was immediately like, oh, grandfather. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> a grandfather of We could use that character. <laughs> we need that father figure right now because right. mother uh, M's the mother figure. Right. Um, oh, yeah, man. They even like – he even like leads her out like arm in arm. I was like, oh, my God, they're together. Finally. Like, finally. Yes. <laughs> Kiss, um, <laughs> but uh, that was supposed. That character was supposed to be played by Sean Connery, yeah. who would be playing an older uh, agent who had retired. But Connery's kind of out of the picture as far as acting goes. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't look good. He no, I, good I, either. I think his time's well, about. He's, come. he's very old. He's wicked old. He's got to be yeah. almost ninety by now. Yeah, he might be ninety. He was not young in the 60s. He was bald no, when he was Bond. Yeah, that's that's right. a wig. Yeah. That's a toupee. That's right. He had more hair on his chest than he did on his head. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> that's the way I like it. Right? That's right. <laughs> I like my Bonds to not be shaven, please. I can respect a Bond like that. <laughs> not shaven. How do you hard. feel about Brosnan? Um, I actually, Brosnan was the first Bond I ever saw. Right. So when I think of Bond, I usually think of Brosnan. Okay. Even though I prefer Sean Connery, right. I... Uh, Pierce Brosnan is kind of the 
he's the base level Bond for me. Yeah. So I'm like, he's very suave. Yeah. He's very cool under pressure. He knows how to fly a lot of jets and airplanes and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the other Bonds come in, I think of that as an on top of. So right. if I could get Pierce Brosnan, plus he's, uh, you know, uh, more murderous and blonde. I'm like, okay, yeah, then that's the new guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if I can, and then if I can get him like just more misogynistic and old, I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's Sean Connery Bond. Right, right. But I would think of like if. And then the other guys are in for the flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, man, Roger Moore did a shitload of these. He did a ton of them. Dude. I like Dalton better in other things that aren't Bond. Oh yeah, like absolutely. I think he's killing it now. Hot Whenever fuzz, I see him, he was hilarious. So good. Yeah. Whenever I see him, I'm like, is that Timothy fucking Dalton? Oh, fantastic. Thank God. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, record this. I'm going to watch that. Right, right. I watched that whole fucking, uh, what was that show with Eva Green in it? Penny Dreadful? Was that good? Uh, I thought about watching that, and the, I could, I just couldn't be bothered. Uh, the first two seasons are absolutely killer. Yeah. The third one was clearly aiming to set something up, but yeah. they got canceled. So they got the notification, I think, mid-filming, and they all of a sudden had to do a full U-turn and turn into a different show to end it. So they were like separating all the characters to kind of like show them how they are on their own and what their own worlds are like. Yeah. But then they found out they were canceled and they had to really quick get them all back together to do a big finale, which is incredibly unsatisfying. Also, like, well, coincidentally, uh, Eva Green, one of the best Bond girls. I absolutely agree. Like, I've like fleshed out. Like, she was like, and she was like in charge. Yeah. And rad. Yeah. She had a cool story. She was, she, I almost said she's super hot. Like, she is super well, hot. She is but super she's hot. Super, um, I, yeah, that kind of in charge thing. I'm like, yeah, that works for me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. This well, all works that, for me. Yeah. Cause she, like, she doesn't put up with, like, his, like, Bond's reckless bullshit. Yeah. Like, when he loses it, uh, what is, are they playing, is it Baccarat? Uh, I, I think it is back. Or is, is that it, how you pronounce it? Baccarat? Yeah. I was just watching the Venture Brothers, and they go into a casino, and he goes, don't play Baccarat. Only spies play Baccarat. Yeah. And, and it shows three guys, and he goes, I, I ordered my martini shaken, not... He goes, yeah, shaken, not stirred. You all ordered the same thing. <laughs> it gives them all three martinis. Dude, I loved the first three seasons of Venture Brothers. It's all on Hulu now, and I heard it's coming back. I, I hope so. I, I kind of picked it up again. Like Brock Sampson, yeah. the murder machine, yeah, yeah. is one of my favorite characters. Until until they stopped letting him murder stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's really softened out a yeah, lot. Yeah, that bummed me out, I think man. someone might have said something like from the network, like, hey, maybe cut it out. Like, he killed a guy with a lawnmower. That was one of my favorite, that was one of my favorite off, like, side gags on that show, yeah. is when they were showing, like, it was like, they were charging the venture compound. Yeah. And the one guy's looking around and like they're like smoke him if you got him boys, and they run up there and um, they go oh my god he's like screaming and everything. Yeah. There's all this screaming going on. He can't really see what's going on. And then he like turns his head and Brock Sampson's got this guy pinned against the wall with a lawnmower, just one handed, oh, just just, just tearing, like, tearing him apart. Him up. Yeah, oh, and the guy's like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then Brock Sampson of course sees him. <laughs> yeah, and his eyes like go red. And, oh like, yeah, he's like and into he just the murder snaps mode. His neck. Oh. oh, that's the episode where uh, Doctor Venture brings that guy back to life. And tries to sell his Franken soldiers to the United States military. Oh, that's right. That's a big fight they have on the lawn. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Oh, well, that's a great show too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, up until then, they started get they. There's so many good things about that show. I, I like because I liked all their. Mm-hmm. I like how they were just using all the tropes. Yeah. 
for like all these it, all like it, these movies that I love. From everything, movies, yeah. Hanna Barbera cartoons, just obscure name stuff that I had no idea about, and then I just like find out about later and think it's hilarious. There was yeah. just a throwaway bit where I think it was Hank was sitting on top of a robot and he goes, "Who runs Barter Town?" Master Blaster Sayadeen! I'm just like, what is happening? And it was such a throwaway to like, hey, get off of the robot. Okay, so right, right. Embargo lifted. Right. All right, we gotta move along. Okay. We gotta move along. All right, all right. All right. Yeah, sorry. I gotta, because we're on. We gotta move around. All right. <laughs> all right. My number five. Sure, what do you got? Here we go. Uh, is The Bride from Kill Bill. Awesome. Very awesome. cool. Yeah. Um. So, what, what I, I like is just this this single-minded determination to murder, yes, which is horrible, but also, like, you you were like, what do I want? I want revenge. All right, right. let me make a list, right. a top five list, if you will. Right. Oh, there, yeah. See, we have a lot in nice, common, yeah, me, nice and, plug me and Uma Thurman. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to kill all these people, and I'm not going to stop until they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, she gets killed twice, basically. <laughs> she gets buried alive, and it's like... Right. Well, it's time to remember my kung fu training so I can unbury myself, yeah. get out of this coffin, dig through six feet, and then murder a guy in a fucking trailer. Yep. Um. And, and it's it's so. I don't think she gets him. I think someone else gets him. I think he gets uh, bit by yeah, a snake. Yeah. Um. Uh, her uh her the, her like her antithesis like yeah her, the oh, one with the one eye. Yeah. Wait, uh. It's uh. It's Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Um. I don't know what the character. I God, I can't remember what her name is. It's a snake, I think. They're all snakes. Yeah, so, like, uh, uh, the bride is the mamba. Yep. Um, anyway. I don't know. Anyway, I can't remember. But yeah, but I just appreciate absolutely refusing to die yeah. on a few occasions so that you can accomplish your goal of murdering yeah. people with a samurai sword. Mm-hmm. And, and a nice Jet Lee, or a Bruce Lee... You know, uh, homage in in the jumpsuit. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Oh yeah, that was that's one of my honestly when they do the black and white the silhouettes. Yeah, or well, it's not black and white. It's like bl- like black and blue. Yeah, or something. But yeah, when yeah. she's fighting the crazy eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. And they just have that whole like it's so cool. Like the bl- and I love I love the the out like. The outrageous blood oh, gushers. So much. It's so, so much. It's like uh, it's like. Have you ever seen uh, Shogun Assassin? Is that the and one where the guy gets his legs cut off and it launches him? No, that's a zombie movie. Oh, Shogun Assassin. No, I don't think I have. It's it's based off of actually. I, I can get. I uh, it's based off of like the Lone Wolf and Cub series. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um. And it's anyway, check that out. All right. It's it's great over the top samurai gore. I love a good samurai movie and mm. anytime anyone I it takes everything in me to not buy samurai swords. Everything in me. I'm like, that is lame. It's not cool to have samurai swords, but I'm like ah, I really want one. Dude, it's it's cool, man. Yeah. It's it's cool. Yeah. I I, uh, I I still have one. You got one? Yeah, yeah I, I accepted one as payment. Um, for for something that I for, still haven't done yet, for a to be totally quick and honest, total kill. Yeah, right. <laughs> like um, like a good friend of mine, her husband. Yeah, he's like one of those guys that sells swords at like the flea market. Yeah, yeah. You know? And they had like a bunch of they have like a bunch of um like bands like what's the two handed saws? 
Or the oh. two person saws. Oh, like like when you're a lumberjack. And yeah. You got, they have those competitions where you go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they're called, but he had like a ton of those. And he was like, I really want you to like paint like a scene on these, like a cool scene, you know? And I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And then like um, I, I was like, you know, like you don't have to paint because they're like good friends of mine. I was like, you don't have to pay me or anything. And he's like, no, no, no. He goes, take this. He's like, you can choose from like any one of these, you know. And he get, like pulls out like three samurai swords. I was like, well, you know. Well, I'm not gonna. All right. Yeah. I can't say no. You know, and then it's like a, you know, this was probably like four or five years ago, so it's like a, you know, 26, 27 year old dude practicing samurai moves in his room. Why not? It's like, it's so sad, but it was live your weird ass dream. Who am I to say what's sad and what's not? <laughs> might have say what's cool some people I mean, i'm not thought, ashamed of it man. you know what i'm not ashamed don't be of it. don't yeah. be it's on me yeah that, i'm projecting that i you live your weird ass dream i'm not ashamed of it m'lady you know <laughs> i know put it on your fedora that's right yeah <laughs> swinging around your samurai sword while they were practicing uh what's what's one of the what's one of the good ones uh, while they were out practicing sporks i was practicing the blade the blade yeah. <laughs> You definitely have lasers in your most recent photo. Just lasers in the background. <laughs> I do love videos of, like, fat guys chopping apart watermelons. They're really good at it. I know, and I'm like, that is impressive. Yeah. But also, cardio. 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 Yeah. I mean, you got to hand it. They're getting out there, and they're doing it. They man. are. You and know what? Good for them. You know what? Good for I, yeah, I'm trying to get to a point where I can just be, I, I'm less negative and more live your weird ass dream. Truthfully. And like, to be honest with you, like yeah. any of those, dude, I don't want to fight that dude. Oh, I definitely don't want to fight. I don't want to fight that dude. First off, where do you hit a guy like that? Oh, second off, he's got a samurai sword. Even if I do hit him, if you can get in under the samurai sword to hit him, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, that's I, if you get by the samurai sword. That's a, that's a good question because my first, my first instinct would be to go for the generals. Yeah. 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 Smart, but but it's hard to say. It's hard, it's hard if, to say. Those it, guys that have to tuck their belly into their pants, right? Like that is clearly to protect their balls, right? Right. That, that's you're gonna you're not gonna get through there. I'm you're not, not gonna get yep, through there. Yep. Natural, the, natural body armor, dude. Yeah. Natural body. Maybe they're onto something. Maybe that's the true samurai way. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're always in body armor. <laughs> Wiggly jiggly <laughs> body armor. <laughs> Thanks, Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> What did you think? What did you think about um, Bill's uh, like little dissertation at the end about Superman? Yeah, I think he's so wrong. It's it's annoying. Really? I, I yeah. is he's actually talking about Batman. Okay. Uh, so Superman, he's like Superman pretends to be Clark Kent, but right. really he's the he's the Ubermensch. I'm like, no, he's really Clark Kent. Yeah. He pretends to be Superman. He's like, no, no, no he's putting on a show. And I'm like. Yes, he has to hide that he's Superman. Okay. But I think deep down, Clark Kent, raised in Kansas by the Kents, is Clark Kent. Yeah. Like, uh, Superman is him trying to be everything he can possibly be. Um, I, and I think deep down, he does want to be a reporter. Yeah. Uh, he does want to do this very basic good. Yeah. And that's so Kansas. Yeah. Like, that's so middle America. Yeah. Uh, Boy Scouts truth justice in the american way right that is all clark kent right the only thing if he was really the the ubermensch he would not allow people to do 
what they do. He would be stopping crimes before they happen. Right. He would be well, uh, he's like, ruling with an iron fist. He's like Superman Red Sun. He'd be Red Sun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I think Batman, really deep down inside, he is the bat. Yeah. He's pretending to be Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne died in Crime Alley, uh, right. you know, when he was a kid. Yeah, and yeah. now he's the bat. Um, there's a uh, one of the Sandman comics, uh, Batman and Super. It's just this one panel are dreaming and they're in the dreaming. And Superman is wearing his glasses, his Clark Kent outfit. Yeah, yeah. And Batman is clearly some kind of bat monster. Yeah. Um, so I was like, that is very op- it, deep downside. He's the bat. There's a, um, a recent comic where they had um, it was some mind control thing that uh, Batman and oh, you know what I think it might have been Batman Beyond. It was old Batman. Okay. And uh, I can't remember that show is awesome. Oh, so cool. And and he was like, "How did you know, Batman? Or how did you know, Bruce, that this thing wasn't really?" And he goes, "In my head, he called me Bruce, and I don't call myself Bruce." And I was like, no, because you're the fucking Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep down inside, you're the Bat. Yeah. You're pretending. Like, when he goes out and does, like, uh, uh, you know, billionaire bachelor things, brings home a bunch of girls, that's all a cover so right. people don't know he's the Batman. Even in uh, Dark Knight, he right, takes right. the Russian uh, ballet out on a boat and gets on a plane to go fight a guy in Hong Kong and leaves Alfred to, like, you know, butter them up or whatever. <laughs> Alfred, this counts as holiday. This is in lieu of pay. Um... You may you may put tanning lotion on all these girls. Thank you, Master Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good, Master Bruce. I will be here. That's oh. that's it. I you know, I always I always loved that speech that he does at yeah. the end of Kill Bill, but yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Like I he's to- just substitute Batman and Superman. Because he's right. Yeah, yeah. He makes a great point about secret identities and right. who we are. He just uses it's a the bad wrong example. Superhero. It's the wrong superhero. Yeah. And in that that killed me as I was watching because I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, no, and I think Superman is really just an extension of Clark right. Kent. Whereas if, you know, the Batman is very different from Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, Like for sure. breaking dude's femurs in the middle of the night is not something a billionaire playboy would do. Right. Well, and that's kind of like one of his, like, that's kind of one of his, uh, it's almost become like very much a part of his character now, maybe more than before. Yeah, I think so. Like where they where they specifically it was in it was in one of the comics mm. where um they were like giving out their secret identities or something because oh. I'm Clark Kent and she He's, goes I'm, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, they're all holding Wonder Woman's lasso. Yeah, yeah. I I read that one and yeah and they're it's uh, when they're forming the new Justice League. Yeah. It's like I'm Clark Kent and she's like I'm you know Diana of whatever and he's yeah. like. I'm Batman. Right, right. And he's holding the lasso of truth. Yeah. He is Batman. He is Batman. He's, he's Batman. just Batman through and through. I'm Batman. That's so he can't give it up. Mm-hmm. That's um uh one of my favorites is uh Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, so good. And that is one of the best gags of any Batman movie ever. So the Phantasm, yeah. which is like a, a like a fan on the opera character with like a knife for a hand, <laughs> right. is uh trying to beat the shit out of the Joker. Yeah. And uh, the phantasm knocks Joker over a table and Joker sees behind him there's a butcher knife and like a big salami like uh, that like the robot just, was hacking it was yeah I his think the robot, robot wife yeah yeah and it was like he was like he's like reaching towards this cutting board with this big butcher knife and he finally gets it and he grabbed the baloney and not the knife <laughs> and starts beating the, the phantasm with this big long baloney yeah. <laughs> slab of meat. I'm like, that is the most Joker thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Because he could have gotten a butcher knife and gotten out of there, but yeah. he knows what's funny. 
those are the two. Those are the two best representations of those characters. They're really of is. Batman and of uh, of the Joker. At least yeah. for me. Oh, absolutely. At least and for me. That's we. Um. Oh, I can't. I'm not gonna talk about. It. I talk about it on an episode that's coming up. Right on. Um. That we recorded like two years ago and just. I haven't gotten around to putting it out. I yeah, don't yeah. Know. Um, oh, as a quick aside about yeah. the uh, the bride. Yeah. The movie that uh, that Bill puts on or that uh, she watches with her daughter. Yeah. Is Shogun Assassin. Oh no shit. And they fall asleep watching that. Huh. Yeah. Is that how you found out about that, or did you know? Ahead no, of time? you know what? Actually, my roommate was super into samurai movies. Oh, okay. So like Seven Samurai mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, like Sanjuro. The- Yojimbo, Miyamoto, no, yeah. uh, no, that's uh, uh, the ones that like Star Toriyama? Wars are based. No, no. um, uh, <laughs> Japanese name. Well, Toshiro Mifune is the actor. Yeah, and Akira Kurosawa. Kurosawa, thank you. Yeah, I'm like yeah. the one Star Wars is based off of. Yeah, right, yeah, Wolf and Cub and stuff. Yeah, I think that's what they. I've talked about him here before. Um, but I think that's what they should do if they make an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. It's like oh, a yeah. Wolf and Cub, where he's trying to get like baby Anakin to Tatooine, but he's got to like fight a bunch of stormtroopers on the way there. I'm like, right. yeah, fuck yeah, or fuck just yeah, be like his movie. like silent guardian yeah. on Tatooine. That would be oh, really cool. That would be good. Like like assassins are coming for. He's like Bagheera. Oh, from, exactly. Uh, yeah, from uh, Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah. Shit, no, I want to see that movie. Right, that would be rad, man. They they have a somebody made a custom action figure of yeah. like, like, uh, you know, like aging Obi Wan on Tatooine. Yeah, and it's like so fucking cool, man. It's like he he looks like he kind of got like a samurai vibe, you know. He's still got yeah. like his Jedi robes, and yeah, whatever, yeah. But he's like, but he's kind of like he's, he's like clear, hardened. Yeah, he's like clearly a, a hermit, and he's been you know trying to. Trying to keep the sand people from touching them at night or whatever. I right. don't know what they do. <laughs> they Tuscan just sneak Raiders. up on people and just touch <laughs> just them. Just gotta touch. Nope. Stop. Hey, get out stop. here. No. Stop it. <laughs> He's Alec Guinness in my head. Stop it. Stop right. it. Stop it. Sorry. He just lets them go though because he figures <laughs> yeah. they've suffered enough after Anakin murders <laughs> yeah, what everyone. The fuck? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, they're hiding their numbers so they can come and touch me. <laughs> like a very <laughs> they walk like, in single file to <laughs> put a finger in my booty hole. <laughs> that's the that's the most that's the most like uh like just easily glossed over genocide in right. in like a, a kids movie too. Yeah, like there's some shit. Yeah, someone but... slaughters a bunch of Jawas in uh in A New Hope too, and I was like, okay, hang on, we need justice for these Jawas, and no one ever mentions it again. I'm like, who? Who killed the Who killed the job? It was it was stormtroopers. But I was like, yeah, seriously, what the fuck, Empire? Right. These these cute little little dwarves in pointy hats. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, they do clearly like torture robots, but they're robots. Right. Um, right. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. Whatever. Maybe that was like one of the things in Star Wars too. Is they, uh, I think they talk about it in maybe more like I'm trying to remember where i saw this it might have been one like george lucas's interviews Mm -hmm. but um so these these robots and like what they're doing now like if you saw like solo yeah where there's like the droid rebellion yeah whatever that would never would have happened in the original trilogy star wars right because and i get what they're doing that's cool like you know it's a nice message yeah yeah. but like just for the sake of like for like the droids Mm -hmm. in star wars they were supposed to be treated like like a like a can opener, yeah, or they, something. They were appliances. That's like when Luke gets out of the X-wing and see, and three PO's like, like, 
oh my god, R2, are you all right? And he's very, like, clearly distressed about yeah. it. And they're like, dude, don't worry. He's a fucking robot. We'll dude, fix him. Luke is so mean to C-3PO. Even, yeah. even in Last Jedi, he just kind of goes, what's up, and walks away. I'm like, right. he's like one of your best he's friends. Like your, he's been your butler forever, he dude. He saved your life a few times. <laughs> he's your dad's robot. Mm-hmm. So many of those greetings, were, I feel like, were mishandled. Yeah. In those movies, but that's like a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. All right. I'm ready for I'm ready for your number four, Lee, if you got it, man. Uh my number four, uh, I kinda I kinda had a hard time picking between James T. Kirk mm-hmm. and uh Catherine Picard. Okay. So uh in order to just choose one. Okay. Uh the one I grew up watching, it was Picard. Uh, me too. So I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm gonna go with him. To go on Picard. Uh, and Picard. Those are bold words. We're gonna get letters, man. I I know I know, but Picard is uh, in the in the way that I feel like James Bond is, like we were saying, has so many awful traits. Yeah. Jean Luc Picard is like an ideal 21st century man. He truly is. And I think more so than Kirk really exemplifies the world of Star Trek, the right. all the 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 Federation ideals of all loving, right. of do not harm, do not do this, and and I think he really sticks to the Prime Directive. Exactly. And I mean, he will fucking kill a boy. Unlike Janeway, yeah, who will? <laughs> I don't know who that is. She was in. She's she's the captain in Voyager. Okay, I've There's always like seen, a joke yeah. where like she like somehow triggers a genocide. Of this <laughs> culture, you know, like, but that I still to be to be perfectly honest though, uh, I still have not gone through Voyager. No, I and yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't think I will either. I, I just always end up going back to next gen. Uh, you know, that's what I grew up with, and that's what I really enjoyed. And mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't watch. Uh, original Star Trek until college probably. Yeah, yeah. And by then I was like, why is Shatner punching Nazis? Like, what is this show about? What an awesome episode, though, Fuck by it. the way. I, watching Shatner try to fight people, he only has like two moves and one of them's like a gut punch and the other one's leaping into their arms and they have to catch him. Oh, no, no. He's got he's got one more, too. Okay. He's got the overhead oh, two-handed the overhead slam. Two-handed in the back. <laughs> he does it to that lizard guy. The Gorn. <laughs> It's so good, man. <laughs> I love when he fights um uh uh Montaban. Uh oh uh Khan. Khan, yeah. Khan Yeah. Right. When he fights Khan in the original episode. Yeah. And Khan's hilarious. They've got him like basically now I don't know now like Montaban is was he a Spanish guy? He's a Spanish guy. Well they tr- I feel like they tried to make him look more Spanish. Yeah, in the old Star Trek, so they like darkened his skin up. With they makeup. they definitely gave him like some eyeliner. They were like, I, there's something I don't know if they were just trying to make him look more alien or just more like like what modern or what 60s Americans would be afraid of. Right, right. I think that probably makes the most sense. God damn it, Misha! I saw a She's, box. I had to get in it. I have to destroy it. I have to destroy it. Goddamn cats. Uh, um. But yeah, oh, and so with uh, with Picard though, yeah, um, I don't know. He's just for for me like the, the stuff that the the things that he uh, kind of exemplifies is like uh, uh, decisiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knows he's not infallible. 
That's important. And I think um, he, he has to be taught that a few times. Right, yeah. right. Um, he's, uh, he, like, he, he, he recognizes that he needs the help of the people around him mm-hmm. to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, John Luke Picard can't do it himself. No, he can't. He needs Riker to go in there and seduce some <laughs> aliens. Get your beardy ass in here. Yeah. Step over that chair all weird and, and do that for him. You ever see the? You ever see the? Vi- I'm sorry, I keep tangenting. Mm. But have you ever seen the video of how Riker sits into chairs? Oh, I love it. He, my, he has to like lift his leg. Favorite. Up. He like does this silly walk. He'll like lift his leg up over the chair and like kind of squat down. Yeah. It's the strangest, and he and always he does, does it. To it. Get out of the chair as well. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. And I heard the story is he has like a back problem, so he can't like like crouch, like he can't bend over yeah. quite normally. So to avoid that, that's how he gets into chairs. But I'm like, that can't, that can't be right. Like he does action stuff. Right, right. So I, I don't well, know. I mean, that's he. He does look very stiff when he, he stands, though. I did but it notice fits his character. It does. I yeah. did notice he leans on things a lot. Like mm-hmm. he'll put his hands on like there's kind of that rail yeah. up above the captain's chair. He'll put his hands on there and kind of hold that. Yeah, yeah. Which looks very natural because there's a rail there. It's for holding. Yeah, but yeah. like he really doesn't move from that spot a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe he does. He'll lean up against consoles and stuff. So maybe it is. I don't know. Me and my uh, me and my girlfriend went over to uh, my cousin's house for a game night last night. This yeah. is kind of like a, just a random aside though. And um, we had a she had a stool sitting next to me, and she'd gone up to get herself a drink, and then comes back, and she does the <laughs> she does the Riker move over the stool, and she it's so weird that you brought that up because she she goes she goes I just did the Riker move because <laughs> we watched that video and we were cracking up about it the other day. It's, I wanna I wanna give points to whoever really went through all those Star Trek episodes and edited out all right. the time he sat in a chair. Because <laughs> it's it's uncanny. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, what was there's there's one more video that if you haven't seen it, you should check out. It's Riker destroys the Enterprise. <laughs> okay. Because they cut it. It was that uh, it's one uh, Riker goes and he sits down on the council, mm-hmm. and they just go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and the Enterprise like spins out of control and just explodes. It's awesome. <laughs> Don't sit on that shit. It's important. Right. We got fifty dudes in this room. Why do you think they're all for? Mm-hmm. Pressing all these buttons or being Worf and just getting your ass kicked all the time. Yep. I. Oh yeah, Worf just gets destroyed. That Worf whole series, is dude. terrible at his job. Yeah. And I hate to be like, gang be up on the Klingon that, guy, but I'm like, you're the worst Klingon. Well, the Batliff is like one of the worst weapons I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> awkward mm-hmm. and it has all these like you'd think it'd be it's got all these like blades and curves on them like that would get stuck yeah. in people and on things yeah and I'm it's, like what it's would the you... impossible scimitar yeah and i'm like what would you do like we curve blades so they go through but yours are curved the other way <laughs> to get caught on things <laughs> right it's actually no. It's just a very nice set piece to be yeah. perfectly honest. That's really, it looks really nice on a wall. You know what? You're right. You know, yeah. He does. Uh, you know what? He has my favorite, and it's actually it's a great kind of character piece for Picard. Uh, my mm-hmm. favorite movie, Star Trek movie, was um, First Contact. Oh yeah. And and yeah, yeah. I think Worf really redeems himself like outside in zero gravity, where he like yeah. cuts off a Borg's arm and then uses it to like tie his spacesuit back together. Yeah. I'm like, 
All right, that was that, that was, was badass. Right, finally, thank you. You finally did something right. Well, and that's he was like, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. It was that movie where was it that movie or Insurrection where Worf is the commander of his own ship? I think Insurrection. Okay, okay. Because I know, I. Or even that could have been. Uh, um, it's not first contact. Um, I don't remember insurrection. Was it generations. It might have That's been a movie that gets a Sul- ton of hate. And Sulu's I love that got movie. his own ship in generations. Yeah. Because I think he's like Admiral Sulu at that point. Yeah, and like Scotty and uh, uh, everybody but uh, Leonard Nimoy shows yeah. up. Yeah, which is rough. And I can't remember why that was. Uh, I I know he has a complex relationship with being Spock. Yeah. But also, when they made the new movies, he came right back. Right, right. I think it had more to do with... It probably had more to do with some tiff that he was having with Shatner. <laughs> Fucking hating Shatner. Yeah. Well, they all hated Shatner. They all hate Shatner. But now they got... Like, now they all have, like, a weird, complicated relationship. Well, so, like, Shatner and Nimoy were best buds. Yeah. But then they had some falling out, like, mm-hmm. like briefly before Nimoy died. Yeah. And then Shatner didn't go to the funeral yeah. because he felt weird about going, which, whatever. I get it. Um, I mean, like, yeah. and it's none of my business anyway. Um, I was listening to uh, the uh, Never Not Funny podcast with Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's a comedian, but he's married to Chekhov's daughter. Okay. So he was like, yeah, when we had the wedding, everyone from Star Trek showed up yeah. except for Shatner. Yeah. He was like, yeah, it was really weird. Like, I'm getting married and. Leonard Nimoy's here. Yeah. He's like, I never thought that would be a thing. He's like, I wasn't like a Star Trek fan. Yeah. So I'm like, this is someone's dream. It's not mine, but this is someone's <laughs> right, dream. Someone. And he was like, yeah, they're all very nice and they're all all nice people. He goes, except for Bill Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love how I, I, he was on, I watched, uh, God, I, and I feel shitty not being able to remember that dude's name. But the guy that played Chekhov was on, um, Shatner's uh, like his like interview show. Oh, where he had those weird chairs. Yeah, that they were set up. He had like two chairs pointed at each other, but a, a separate. So like the arms of the chairs would touch. Yeah, and you would kind of be looking past the other guy. Yeah, it to this day I won't forget that fucking chair. It's so weird. It's... I don't. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's like it was for a. What is it? Like, make it more... I Just add something to a, a talk show, because there's a million of them. Right, and it, right. You know, it's better than him sitting at a desk and having the couch like it's the late night show, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it was it was a weird... It was like a weird interview, because, like, um, they were both, you know, super friendly with each other, but he was the one that really hated Shatner. Oh, yeah? Like, uh, from what I remember, mm-hmm. like, he was the one that, um, like, really had the, the biggest beef with him. And it was like about like things like not being able to remember the guy's name. Oh, that's fucked when up. When they'd work with each other for years. For years. Yeah. Um, Saw you every day. How what's up, bud? Hey, pal. All right, fuck you. Just call him. I can't remember what his title was on the on the Enterprise. Uh, driver. Hey, <laughs> guy who, who works the beam. I don't know what his job. Uh, was. guy who comes with us on away missions. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. You know? Who doesn't die? Hey, what's up, not bones? Right. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Bones! <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. Oh, man. Uh, the guy they got to play uh, the guy they got to play Bones for the reboot is great. It's so awesome. It's so good. Um, when I think of Bones, I think of that guy. It's fucked up. That is fucked up. It is fucked that up. That is really fucked up because yeah. DeForest Kelly is awesome. Yeah. 
It's he super weird. Easily the coolest. It's super weird. I'm like, yeah, Bones, and I'm like, that's not Bones. Bones mm-hmm. is the old guy. Right. That was weird. <laughs> or I'll think of their Futurama characters where they're all like heads in jars. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, Picard. I agree. Um. Oh, and that that Ahab's thing you were or that uh, uh, first contact, yeah, like yeah. the character study yeah, for yeah. Picard. Yeah. It's like an Ahab thing. You're uh, totally right. Um, the Borger is white whale. Yeah, that's what he's supposed to be. Well, they because they even he like reads a passage from it. That's or so or the girl in it. Um, can't remember her name. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. She was only in that one movie. I think she was cool though. She was. I they ha- I I replaced her with Whoopi Goldberg in my head for years. And when I re- like when I was a kid, I saw the movie. And I'm like, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg was in it. And I'm like, nope, different black actress. Right, right. You're a tiny <laughs> racist ten year old Taylor. Um. But there was just—he has a lot of great moments, like leading the Borg into the hollow deck so he can shoot the shit out of them with a Tommy yeah. gun, and then remembering why that's wrong. Whoopi, uh, Whoopi Goldberg wants back in the new Picard series. She should. Be. She was saying she should be. She should be. That was, um, I think that was she actually like really wanted to be in Next Gen too. Mm-hmm. Like she, I think she like specifically. I think she was a fan of the old show. Yeah, and then yeah. like specifically requested mm-hmm. to have like a. Like ask somebody, yeah, to get into the show, and then they wrote Guinan for her, and that, she ends up being a sweet character. It is. She gets a funny hat. Uh, she's like a rad bar. She's the rad bartender, and you who know, has like some sort of secret power, right? But it, it, and it's like you don't think about like in the old show they would never write in the bartender of the Enterprise, but right. like now you're like, yeah, a shitload of people live on the Enterprise. They gotta drink. They gotta eat. Someone's yeah. gotta deal with this shit. Yeah, yeah. And that is so cool that. Like, it's like such a look into the life of a, a Federation, you know, ship guy. Right. Because there's someone on there just, just well, vacuums the carpets. Yeah, because, you, you know, you got to go in for a drink after, like, well, how was your day today? Like, I got to be honest with you, it was a little fucking weird. I was going down, <laughs> I was going down past 10 forward, and there was a disembodied arm sticking out of the wall. And it ended up just being a manifestation of somebody's nightmares. Was, I, I don't know how that works. Not but again. We are in deep space, so really anything is possible. Yeah, I was in the elevator and it was just filled with snakes. And I was like, I don't mind snakes. What is this? And then I was like, oh, I haven't slept in six days because <laughs> we've been some energy field that prevents sleep and we're all hallucinating. And- I did get into a fight with Chief O'Brien for some reason. <laughs> don't know why. Will Wheaton was in here. Just freaked me out. So I, I just wanted to come down and. Somebody edited a video of uh, of uh, Wesley getting stabbed a bunch, you know, like because he always gets he, he gets stabbed in that one episode. Yeah, and then... just we we brought Wesley Crusher here to be a hostage for when uh, whenever whatever it is finds us and mm-hmm. takes him, and then we have to rescue. Why do we have a child on board again? Right. Anyone explain that? Oh, that's right, Picard's fucking your mom. All right, and oh wait, no, no, no. There's not no, just that. It's not, not just, just that. The um. The he was, he's a brainiac. Oh right. Who it like summons some interdimensional pedophile? Okay, who sure. Wants to go on a journey with him. Sounds great. <laughs> you know? Do you remember that? The no. Guy the, the guy, he was like this dude that was like dressed in nothing but like a gray jumpsuit, and he's like the traveler. Or oh, something I'm sure. That called, sounds very you know? next gen. And he's like uh, Wesley. You've he like Wesley comes up with some way to like. Of course, like make the warp drive stronger, right? Because they do that every season oh, at yeah. some point. And um, this dude just shows up because there's some interdimensional bubble. And he's like, "Hey, Wes, thanks for summoning me." <laughs> you know, 
We gotta stop summoning people. I, I'm I, this is the, I'm paraphrasing this. Oh, I'm I don't sure. Know if this, <laughs> but there is yeah. an interdimensional traveler, and he is suspicious. Okay. They. <laughs> I think it's the first episode where they run into the guy who's like an all-knowing being, and he just shows up on on their ship and starts mocking oh. them. And I'm oh, like, "Oh, Q, yeah, Q." And I'm like, "Yeah, who is this asshole? I'm like, yeah, why is there an interdimensional asshole?" And Picard's like arguing with him. He's yep. like, "No, no, no, we don't really do war anymore." He's like, "Well, in that case, you also do." I'm like, "Don't argue with him. Right? Kick him out." <laughs> I love I love when Q shows up, and instead of being like, instead of being like. Uh, Cause this dude is all powerful. He's yeah. part of the Q Collective. Sure. He's got like he can do anything. He could dress in. He he yeah yeah. He's he'll change, like manifest two babes to hang out with Riker, <laughs> and Riker's not mad about it. He's like, this is the worst. He mm. goes, I mean, this is my th- this is Riker's Friday night. <laughs> he's just, mm, unless right. unless he goes down to the holodeck and starts macking on some jazz singing chick, you know, <laughs> you know, which you know he constantly he, does. He's he's just waiting outside the holodeck for Data to finish his fucking shirt. Like Holmes adventure right. or Jordy to finish like creeping on uh they all do that <laughs> they all do point. it's gross I think that's why they have the holodeck we were talking about actually me and my girlfriend were just talking about this because they had an episode of the Orville yeah recently that I don't want to spoil but yeah. they have a holodeck love affair oh great <laughs> and um there's that episode where Jordy like falls in love with the program of his like of his not of his like uh his hero, oh. his like, uh, like space engineering hero. Sure. So he like just works on engines with her and stuff, and then he finds out that she's gonna show up on the ship. Oh shit! And he's like so excited, you know, because he's like, he's like, oh man, it's my dream. Like finally, he's like, I'm totally gonna Mac. Yeah. And um, she shows up, and she's just like, just like, the exact opposite of his fantasy. She's like totally like. Uh, uh, like brushes him off. Yeah. Like she's like she's like still the super intelligent yeah. uh, engineer. She's just like she's very she's like pantsuit. Like yeah. doesn't take any shit. Right. And she comes in and um at one and Jordy's obviously disappointed because his fantasy's been ruined. Right. Um. So then he's in the holodeck at one point with uh now like by this like by the mid middle of the episode he and uh the doctor are like starting to like find you know common ground right right um and they're like forming a friendship but then Jordy because he's a perv like goes back into the the holodeck while yeah. she's on the ship oh, and, like, awkward is like hanging out with the program again and she walks in and oh, catches yeah. him hanging out yep. with like you know, fantasy self. And it's like, he's like Jordy again. Gross Jordy. Gross dude. And it's like, he thinks he knows her and I'm like, you don't though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very Jordy LaForge thing to do. It is. You know, I I love that. I'm the only black guy in space. God damn it. (laughs) Call me some slack. Uh. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> that was weird when I was a kid. Like I had no concept of right. actors existing. Yeah. So it was really hard that Jory LaForge was also the guy I watched on Saturday mornings, like mm-hmm. teaching me how to read. And I was like, why does he also do that? And how come he can see without the visor? Right. And my dad's like, he's an actor. And I'm like, I don't understand. I don't know what you're talking that about. That doesn't mean anything to me. Explain it in a different way. The men that live in the TV <laughs> Don't change shows. I don't understand. Right. Oh man, I loved that show growing up too. Oh, reading Rainbow. I absolutely loved reading Rainbow. I think it's 
They tr- they did a crowdfunding to get it yeah. back on the air. I don't know whatever. I don't happened know what happened to it. I know they were trying to do like an app thing with PBS where you could like get your your Reading Rainbow on demand, basically. Yeah. And it would come with books and stuff. But I I'm gonna grow an adult. I haven't looked into it. Right. All right, we gotta move along. Okay. All right. Fuck, are we? My number four. Uh, yeah. Thi- yeah. 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 All right. All right. My number four is uh, Ashley J. Williams from Evil Dead. It's Ash. Nice. That guy on yes. the wall. Yes. Paint that picture. Yes. I have uh, the French Army of Darkness poster. It's it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. I, it's, uh, I got it for a steal. It's a little it's a little grisly. It is. Uh, you know the the skull with the eyes still in the socket is actually from Evil Dead Two. Right. And then the rest of the stuff is from uh, Army of Darkness. And it's, the castle in the background is from Scooby Doo. Yeah, I that believe. is not at all in any of the movies. Right. It's always bothered me. I'm like that that is uh that's the castle from uh uh Haunting of Hill House. Like there's nothing there's no yep. it's not a yeah. It's a good piece. it's hey, it's awesome though. Yeah, it's it it's, really ties it's a real the, it really ties the piece together. <laughs> it fills in that blank spot. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh so so Ash is I like him because he's kind of the unlikely hero. Mm-hmm. Even in the movie, um at least in Evil Dead One. Yeah. He's not the focus until basically everyone's dead. Right. Because there's some other guy who's like a like a Freddy character, like a Scooby-Doo Fred yeah, character. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so this is about him and his dopey sidekick is Bruce Campbell. Right. Is Ash. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then that guy dies. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. all right, cool. All right, oh, so this I guy's see. our hero. I got it. And he's just such like a, a dorky, cartoonish character mm-hmm. forced into like, horrifying madness mm-hmm. and he's like like oh yeah i brought my girlfriend out here to try to nail her in the middle of the <laughs> woods and you know baby i've just got this champagne here <laughs> and he's like such a dork yeah and then his girlfriend gets eaten by a fucking tree and uh comes back as like a zombie with her head uh spinning on her body and he has to deal with the unknowable madness of mm-hmm. of this house evil infects his hand and his hand starts beating the shit out of him because <laughs> he's such a cartoon character mm-hmm. um but he he's also willing to do unspeakable things like <laughs> cut off his own hand mm-hmm. uh be, which then continues to harass him by crawling in the walls and he shoots at it with a shotgun like it's fucking Tom and Jerry um and and you know I I just I appreciate the cartooniness yeah. of of someone in what is a, a horror movie, basically. Mm-hmm. It is. It is a horror movie. Yeah, and nobody else can do that uh, other than Bruce Campbell. No, I, I agree. I think he brings a silliness to whatever he does. Just completely over the top. Great physical actor, yeah. too. Like, yeah. like, he'll do the hand grabs his hair and pulls him forward. So he has to do a front flip and land on his back. Right. That's him. Did it in one <laughs> shot. Um, and Sam Raimi probably made him do it 10 times <laughs> right. just to torture him. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, yeah. And it's, uh, it's so ridiculous um, to see this guy kind of descend into madness. And then at a certain point, absolutely take a turn and go, you know what? No. I'm going to put a chainsaw on my stump and I'm going to kill everything in here. Right. And as much as I'm not a violent man, I like the term, uh, determination going, no, you know what? Fine. I'm in your crazy world. You want crazy. Here's crazy. I'm going to hook a chainsaw to the, to my stump, <laughs> saw off a shotgun. And I'm going to take the fight to you. Evil woods. 
my my first like my, my first um uh like experience with evil dead like i was super i was super late to the game oh yeah uh because it was like a playstation 2 game yeah yeah it was um uh, that my buddy had I, like I, I watched him play a few times and that was like my first evil dead thing and then i watched the first movie yeah. and then like army of darkness and um then i read like somebody gave me a book i can't remember who it was never returned it yeah but it's like Bruce Campbell's like autobiography. Oh, um, if chins, if chins could kill, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Yep, I've got so that. So stupid, I love it. I really appreciated that. We were, uh, you know, in college. I had that, and we were wannabe mm-hmm. filmmakers. And I always appreciated he drew diagrams of like how they got cameras to do stuff. They're like, all right, we took a film camera, we nailed it to a plank of wood. Two guys hold the plank of wood and run through the woods with it, yeah. moving it up and down. So it looks like this long tracking shot, but really it's two dudes with a fucking plank of wood <laughs> running through the woods. Oh no, you know what though? Mm. I'm thinking I'm thinking the wrong book. Are you? Because if Chins Could Kill was the first one. Yes. I read Make Love the Bruce Campbell way. I did not finish that one, but I have it. Do you have it? I have it somewhere. I'll let you borrow it. No, no, I got that. (laughs) I got it somewhere. It'll be in my Bruce Campbell section of my library. There you go. This room actually used to be the library. I had bookshelves in here. And then I had a roommate move in. And then I killed that roommate, right. buried him in the garden. Fair. Uh, that's why my that's tomatoes it. come in so nice. 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 Yeah, I, I don't have to replant Did them. Did you anything. bond him, or was it like a more like uh, it was drawn out killing? It, it was more of a like the shining kind of a of, of a murder, like okay. like me running stalking through the the haunted mansion here with with an axe and just kind of like catching him in the bathroom eventually. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I hope yeah. you got something out of it. You know, I mean the tomatoes. Well, sure. No tomatoes. Yeah. And I got this room back. Right. That's very okay. nice. Yeah, this is very nice. Again, the room, for those of you listening. <laughs> Lush. Uh, on the drive. <laughs> <laughs> on your drive. Still driving. Where are you Still going? Still driving. Again, pay attention to the road. Yeah. Nope. Very, you know, original woodwork in this room. It's very yeah. nice. Very nice. It's painted wallpaper. There's Classy. A, there's a closet in this closet-sized room, which I, <laughs> I can appreciate. Weird? I can... The, the other room, um, this is a, the, my apartment here is a three bedroom. My room's slightly bigger than this one. Yeah. Uh, it, my bed is basically the entire room, but there's the third bedroom, which is just junk, yeah. has to have like a curved wall because it doesn't fit into the apartment. And I honestly don't know where it exists in the house. Like, I can't tell you like on a blueprint how this room exists. I'm like, wouldn't. Shouldn't I be in the bathroom right now? <laughs> like I'm like I I was in the kitchen. I went in this room. I went mm-hmm. right. That's the bathroom. How does this closet exist? <laughs> I'm like what? Where where am I? So I have a that's the time traveling room where I right. where I keep the, you know, the vacuum cleaner. Right, right. Yeah. It's just part of a um what is it? A uh a uh, spatial distortion, yeah, it's or a, a, or it's a, a, a space time, space time distortion. Yeah, it's a pocket dimension right. um, held within the haunted mansion here. Dude, my D and D character has a pocket dimension. Oh, does he keep yeah. your stuff in there? Yeah, yeah. Do you keep like a, a place where you can make stuff in there too? Because I always felt like that should be. I, you know what? I always kept trying to. I keep trying to use it to like kill an enemy character. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like suffocate him. Yeah, in. yeah. Um, but for reasons that I, I. I don't know. I you just the, can't roll it. I can't figure it out. Okay, that's I can't fair. figure it out. And uh, our DM Chuck is mm-hmm. like really c- cool guy. Just 
he's he's got to rein us in quite a bit because I also have a, a hell horse. Oh sure, you know an interdimensional hell horse. Nice. My monk is rad, dude. You're not kidding. <laughs> I also like I I um I sold the inter interdimensional hell horse mm-hmm. so that I could make a dojo. Nice. Like um like a Shaolin. Yeah, like a school where I'd be like at the top of it, mm-hmm. you know, like the thirty six chamber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, so like Wu Tang Clan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, have you actually have you ever seen those movies? I have not. I only know them from the clips and Wu Tang tracks. You really should watch them because yeah. the guy that plays the hero, mm-hmm. it, it's really cool because they have he's like a stock character. Yeah. Um. So in the first one, he's his village is attacked uh-huh. by marauders or like e- evil general or sure. whatever. Um, and he's like badly wounded trying to defend them. And then he gets like, uh, uh, secreted away to the Shaolin temple. Yeah. And they like, they're like, yeah, well, we're not going to train you. Like you got, you can like, you know, sweep up and shit. Sure. You know, sure. The sorcerer's apprentice. Right. And of course, you know, he gets in and starts learning and becomes a master. Yeah, of course. You know, then goes back and kicks everybody's ass (laughs) in his town. And that's the end of the movie. And it's awesome. Great movie. I'd watched that movie several times. The guy who plays that stock character. Yeah. Because in the second movie, it's the exact same plot. (laughs) But the character is now an actor. Okay. um, Who, like, acts his way into the Shaolin Temple. Okay, sure. Um, And so... uh, it's so awesome. A- anyway, the the guy who plays that character, mm-hmm. he's the same guy in, in I think all three movies, or at least the first two. Um, but it's the guy who plays the leader of the Crazy Eighty Eight, Pai Mei. Oh, okay, okay. And um, the guy from the sushi restaurant in Kill Bill. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Where she goes in and like, like, yes, uh, Hirohodo swords or whatever they're making in there. Oh, the uh, the Hattori Hanzo. Hattori Hanzo. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but they, yeah, that guy, he's like, he's one of the Shaw brothers, like oldest Kung Fu action heroes. He's That's a, so weird. Yeah. It's so cool. It's cool to see people like that still around. Cause right. Like the Kung Fu, um, we're going to talk Kung Fu later on my list, but, nice. uh, the, the Kung Fu like, uh, uh, genre, I feel like died out a lot or at least became very Hollywood. Yeah. And I think it loses a lot of like uh, what made it fun right by you know one being in english yeah and, and two i mean not uh, dubbed preferably yeah. i would like the worst dub you can get me absolutely like if their mouth stops moving before they stop talking i'm gonna be like like pissed like they've got to talk way over what they're trying to say like don't even try to sync it up right i don't care i want to see something ridiculous there's a part of me that loves like there's obviously part of me that loves hearing the japanese mm-hmm. or not japanese or like it would be chinese yeah. um but like or like with like uh like with cowboy bebop yeah or something like that it's japanese and yeah. or like akira sure or something like that but i and i i love that um, it's it ends up being more work watching it because I didn't want to read a book. Uh, yeah, exactly. I want to watch a movie. I, um, but, I have trouble paying attention, so like, if it's in Japanese, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave the room because rather than just read it. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to at least hear the original language. Yeah, but like part way through, I'm definitely changing it to English because I I just oh, yeah, can't. Sure. I can't look at the screen, read, and also enjoy the pictures that are happening in front of me. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's uh, with, uh, with all the, uh, the Kung Fu movies with the Shaw brothers. Mm -hmm. I love the dubs, man. I love the bad dubs. They're hilarious. That that's what 
sold me to it to begin with. Yeah. Like, like when I was a kid, I liked the Wayne's World movie, and yeah. he fights uh, Cassandra's dad. And, oh, and, yeah, yeah, And yeah. they do the whole yeah. kung fu thing where he, he, he suddenly they're both badly dubbed uh, mm-hmm. before they kung fu fight. And I was like, yeah, I would like to know more about that. A lot more about that. That trope works for me. Right. That joke is uh, right up my alley. Like even in the first one where he's talking to her in uh, uh, oh, Mandarin, can't, can't Cantonese, knees. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he he says uh, they're talking about the the psycho hose beast. Yeah, and he goes, I think it, you know, it's it's in uh, Cantonese, but he's going, he goes, I think her. Uh, I think her dependency on me comes from a lack of self self esteem. You know, <laughs> he's talking. And he he keeps saying all these things and saying all these things and saying all these things in Cantonese, and he just says "yeah" in the yeah, subtitle. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> I love Very how cool. Walken is in the second one. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah, I had great. no. I watched that movie like a million times when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I saw it like when I was older. I was like, "The fuck is Christopher Walken doing?" Oh my God! He's always been in this movie. Yeah, he, he dances in it too because he's a song and dance man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's good. Lee, we gotta go to break, man. We're right. way over. We gotta yeah. go to break. All mm-hmm. right, stay tuned. We're gonna be right back. Welcome back to top five. We're counting down your top five. Most influential action heroes with Lee. And playing those smooth oldies. We're playing those raves from the graves. We've got some wiping the dust off of some crusties here for you. Oh, yes. That is one of the fun things. Thanks for tuning in. This is Late Night with Howlin' Wolf. All right. You know, just put like a little smoky tone on your voice, you know? Yeah, just give it a little. Just a little bit like. Edge. Or you do a little ladies' man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, is that the latest man speaking? The latest man. I would say the dog itself is definitely my favorite position. <laughs> I don't know any of the other ones, but you know, <laughs> that, that was... one seemed to work real well for me. That's what you always used to. Uh, excuse me for interrupting. But <laughs> I always think of uh, when we got the arms and like the new mics because they look kind of old timey. Mm-hmm. I always think of the Warriors where uh, they would cut to like the late night DJ and be like, "All oh, you beboppers out there, the <laughs> Warriors are trying to beep up their way to Coney Island. They were last seen getting on the L train. So if you're out there, this song's for you." <laughs> and the song would be like, "We're gonna beat the shit out of the Warriors." Like it was like like the vaguest threat. Yeah. Like yeah, those Warriors gonna <laughs> die. We're gonna cut out their hearts and eat them because we're the Furies, a baseball themed gang that hangs out near central park <laughs> that movie is so re- i'm sorry i'm on a tangent no, that is cool, that man. is one of my favorite movies of all time I, I yo i just love the i love the dj voice man it was just so good that was on point dude uh, i try my best all right so where are we lee you're up i gotta okay. know what is your your number three here um okay i was i, I I kind of just threw this in, just mm-hmm. was as we were sitting and we were just grabbing yeah, some yeah. coffee. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I did. I prepared. Yeah, yeah. A lot for this. Oh yeah, I can know? tell. You brought in those uh, spreadsheets. <laughs> so this is gonna be a quick one here, because right. um, I don't know how far we're gonna go with this. All right. Uh, but Michael Jordan from Space Jam. All right. All right. Not Michael right. Jordan, the basketball player necessarily. Right. Okay. Talking but because the, the character he plays the, of Michael but, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> okay. In Space Jam. All right. Tell me. Tell me about that. Because that I'm I'm all ears. So 
with the first montage, the opening montage of the movie, mm-hmm. we get uh, what is it? The Queen's uh, what is it? Come on and slam and welcome and walk to up to the, the gym. gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we get we get that, and uh-huh. we get the the montage of him playing basketball. Right. And then and just like doing insane shit. Right. right as right. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Does. Just fucking doing those dunks uh, from the three point line. You know. Yeah. I believe that's actually one of the clips on there. It's it probably, from the from the dunk contest. Yeah. Um. So we get all that, and then. Just as we were disappointed in real life to mm-hmm. find out that Michael Jordan had decided to go and play baseball, right? Michael Jordan has decided to go and play baseball yeah, in this in universe. this movie, yeah. Um, and uh, and for some reason, uh, the dude from Seinfeld is his manager, and Newman, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, he was, yeah. I remember, <laughs> and Bill Murray's in it, and Bill Murray, but in not it. till later, not till no, later, no, undefeated. And untied. Fuck, I forgot Bill Murray was in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> is it Michael, do you think I can go pro? No. No. Is it is it because I'm white? Larry's white. Larry's not white. Larry's clear. <laughs> I'm like, no, Larry Bird's pretty white. <laughs> when they're all playing golf and uh, Murray's got the umbrella hat on. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. But that's he gets sucked in then he gets sucked into the tune world. You're right, right. Right? Um, because the tunes obviously I mean I, I don't know if I need to summarize this for the people at home driving. I'm almost positive they're into driving. it. Yeah. yeah, now that they're at the gym on the treadmill, they've like, made oh, it yeah, to the I gym. Love space jail. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> well, that that '90s kid shit where we're nostalgic for stuff that happened like 10 years ago. We're like, mm. I remember Space Jam. Oh yes, one of the finest. Oh yes, one of the finest period pieces. Mm. I remember a boy enjoying Space Jam. The moment where Bugs Bunny takes a magnet and brings no, sorry, <laughs> brings brings the ball into the hole using a giant Acme magnet. Oh shit! I forgot about. It. Yeah, that's how they get them. Yeah, yeah, they rope them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yosemite Sam ropes them through the hole <laughs> right. while they're playing golf. Right. Why do I remember this shit? I don't know, but why Bill Murray? Wait, Bill Murray ends up. Bill Murray and Larry he Bird just couldn't care up. less. No, they don't. They're they just, just like, well, leave. I guess he's gone. And, and then, then Newman tries to get Michael back. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And he's like digging, he's digging out the, like the 18th green or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. I so much. What's he doing? He's fixing a divot. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> what? When's the last time you saw this? <laughs> I don't, it was on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I honestly wish I could say I have seen it recently. I have mm-hmm. not. But um, so Michael, Michael then you know yeah. decides. Well, he he's reluctant to help the tunes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I this I presumably well it is. It's after the tunes have stolen the secret powers from Charles Barkley, uh, Muggsy yes. Bogues. Yeah, those space alien guys who were also right. cartoons. Yeah. To create the monsters. Yes. Yes. And uh, uh, Detlef Shrimp. If I was believe. that Detlef Shrimp? I think so. Yeah. I know there was a big white guy. Yeah, yeah. That was Detlef Shrimp. Yeah. All right. Who was also on Parks and Rec? That's the only reason I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then who else was it? Oh, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, Patrick Ewing. Yep. So it's those four. Muggsy Malone, I think, and Barkley, and Barkley, Barkley's in it too. Yeah, they had one guy from like the Harlem Globetrotters, and I think Did it was, they? I think it was Muggsy Malone. 
No, Muggsy would have been like 90. No, you're thinking Muggsy Bugs. I'm thinking Muggsy Bugs. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're okay. combining two guys. I'm combining two guys. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, just as an aside, Charles Barkley is a treasure. Oh. He's a national treasure. I The fact that he sticks around. Like, I'm glad Shaq is around to do, you mm-hmm. know, commentary. But Charles Barkley telling us how terrible everything is. Just yeah. Terrible, y'all. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for being a part of my life well after you could play basketball. Right. Well, he's like, well, he's one of the best. Okay, so I, I still love watching the NBA, mm-hmm. um, and I say love. Uh, maybe I'm exaggerating a little. Okay, okay. Because I think the, I mean, everybody bitches about the refs. Yeah, but they're awful. <laughs> they're garbage. They're absolutely awful. They couldn't. They couldn't. Like they would be out if it was NCAA. Oh well, and the thing is, is like there's no, there's no repercussions. No. For any of like any of the bat like any of the ejections, right? Like it's just it's ridiculous. It's all theater. Yeah, and um, but I um, what was I gonna say? But the best, the only, the best part about watching it is when it's on TNT, mm-hmm. and you get the NBA halftime report with Shaq, Ernie, <laughs> um, Kenny, the Jet, mm-hmm. and Chuck. It's yeah. always the best. Um, because like Charles Barkley just says whatever's on his mind. Yeah. And I love it regardless of whether he's right or wrong. Oh yeah. I, I like that. He's like not qualified to be a, like a reporter. Yeah. To be like a journalist. He's barely yeah. qualified to comment on the game he just saw, <laughs> right. but he's uniquely situated to be like, yeah, that guy should be doing this job. That's absolute. This is exactly what he should be doing. Yeah. Even though he has almost no qualifications to be like, a guy on TV, you know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're not good at speaking. You mm. can't really stay on topic, and you don't have that much insight into the game. But goddamn, I'm like glad you're here. Yeah. Well, and, and like, and I just love that, like, Kenny's always just bemused, <laughs> you know, by him and Shaq getting into, like, getting into an argument, and then Shaq just throwing around the fact that he's got, like, you know, he's got however many, I think he's got four rings or whatever, yeah. but Chuck's none. Yeah. Because he always got beat by Jordan. Absolutely. And that's not his fault. No. But um, and that's actually my favorite part of Space Jam. Yeah, it's my all-time favorite part of Space Jam is when Charles Barkley is like walking around the city, and he's like trying to find a game. Oh, and he's yeah. trying to get his, you know, he's trying to get his skills back. And he, he and can't. these kids are like, "Yo, you're Charles Barkley." You're Charles Barkley. And he's you're like, not Charles Barkley. You're, you're husband, a wannabe. Get out of here. That's <laughs> oh, so sad. I forgot about. There and is... that song is awesome. That basketball yeah. Jones. Yeah, basketball Jones. I got a basketball, basketball Jones. I had that CD. Um, yeah. Lena got me that album for Christmas. She got me the Space Jam soundtrack for Christmas. That's a great present. And the best song I I submit that the best song on there mm-hmm. is the Seal cover of. Uh, um, God, what the fuck is the name of that song? It's the um Ah, uh, he's going to drive me nuts. Yep. We'll come back to you'll it. Get it. We'll you'll get, get it. it. We'll get there. We'll scream it like as we're leaving the podcast. Yep. Fly like an eagle. There you go. Yep. Fly like an Yeah. That's good. Cuz it like cuz I don't love that song. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was leaving back there. I don't love that song. Right. Um by I can't think of who sings the original one. Oh, um it's the guy that does Abracadabra or whatever the fuck it yeah, is. Yeah, reach out and grab you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so bad. Shit. Yeah, it's it's like such a who gives a shit song. Yeah, exactly. And Seal really makes it. When I think of that song, I think of the Seal version. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because it's still got like because it's got like a little like uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's got like a little jam to it instead yeah. of. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so anyway, so Michael Jordan, he saves the Tune Squad. He decides he's gonna play ba- like he's gonna play basketball yeah. again. Yeah, and uh, saves the day. Yeah, and he's like, and I feel like the. Uh, the reason why the reason why I think the reason why I came up with Michael Jordan playing Michael Jordan for this uh-huh. is that's the best version of Michael Jordan, because all I've heard about him otherwise is what an asshole he is. Yeah, he's he's apparently like an example of what a sociopath is, mm-hmm. like what a high functioning sociopath would be. Yeah, um, and like people are like, no, he's he's a human monster. Yeah, the fact that he's the best at something yeah. ever and yeah. ever again, he will always be the best at. Yeah basketball actually points to like his unholy will that yeah. no other human has because he's not quite a person. Right. Yeah. He's like, and he'd be like the dude. Um, I, I, I love listening to Jordan, like Jordan stories mm-hmm. um, from like old NBA guys yeah. who would say like, Oh, I'd have to come in and like guard Jordan. Yeah. And the one thing they always talk about is don't piss off Michael Jordan. Don't yeah. talk shit to yeah. Michael Jordan. Because then he'll just ruin you. Yeah. And so, like, there was a guy, I can't remember who it was. I was watching an interview. It was, like, um, uh, I can't even remember what team it was. It might have been, like, the Spurs or something. Mm-hmm. Nah, maybe not. But um, he's talking about it. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm he's like, I'm guarding Jordan. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm having, like, a pretty good game. And he goes, I think, he goes, it was, like, in the fourth quarter or something. He's like, I've got, like, 17. Mm-hmm. Like, Jordan's got, like... You know, I held him to – I forget what he says he held him to. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, it was like 15, something sure. like, something in that neighborhood, like 12 or something. Yeah, yeah. And he goes – and then um, somebody started – oh, it was KG. So it must have been on like uh, – uh, was it the Wolves? Um, was Kevin Garnett on – Maybe. I think, I think so. I'm so bad with NBA teams. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, the Carolina Bumble. Bumblebees, right? Bumblebees, <laughs> but um, pelicans. Yeah, and so like, K- like KG's talking, he's talking shit. He's like, he's like, he's like, give it to him. He goes, keep going at him. Yeah, keep going at Jordan. He's like, you know, he's like talking yeah. shit, and the dude's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I gotta guard him. Yeah, and he's right? like, don't piss him off, you know. And like Jordan starts going, oh yeah, oh yeah, and so <laughs> then he goes, he comes back, and he scores like. Oh. Like twenty in the last quarter, or sure. something crazy. I, I don't remember, but like, I love I love listening to those stories. It, it's so interesting. Like every fan I've ever heard that's met him, they're like, "Yeah, he's kind of a dick in real life." Yeah, and, but I'm like the way he pushes his team and works. There, there's old footage, and it's just a shitty VHS of that Olympic basketball team from the '90s with like jordan and every other greatest basketball player ever that Mm. absolutely dominated the olympics that year yeah playing against themselves like they've broken up into two teams for practice and it's oh yeah the dream team yeah and they were like yeah there's footage of them playing it's only like 20 minutes long but they're like this is the greatest basketball players of all time playing against each other yeah this will never happen again uh and it's never happened since but i'm like "Ah, i gotta say that that's worth a watch if you can youtube that that was like, uh, excuse me. That was um, like I, I remember watching something about that and Magic Johnson saying, like that was him, that was passing the torch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like Magic's team versus Jordan's team. Yeah, yeah, and 
And actually, what's crazy is, and I, I like, I can't remember. I may be wrong here, but I, f- I think that, and that was that was the team that, um, uh, fuck, the Duke guy was on. Oh, um, Christian Leitner. Yes, he got picked over Shaq. I yeah, think I think so. I mean, Shaq's Shaq's fun because he's a star. Yeah, and he's huge and he can dunk, but like you know, fundamentals. You know what though? Like if you like. I watched that uh, they had a thirty for thirty on uh, Shaq and um, Penny Hard, uh, yeah, Penny Hardaway. I'd watch that. It was really cool. Yeah, uh, because when Shaq was on Orlando, like the mm-hmm. two of them were just. It was kind of like the the one two punch that Shaq and Kobe had, mm-hmm. and then Shaq had with Dwayne Wade. Yes, on Miami. It's surprising how long Shaq's career was for as big as that dude was. Yeah, because. You'd think he'd fall apart like Andre the Giant right. after a certain amount of time. Right. Well, and he didn't like, and that's the thing about Shaq is you wonder if like Shaq had kept his conditioning up. Yeah. Like like how long he would have played and how much more dominant he would have been. Oh, yeah. Because when he was playing for like Orlando mm-hmm. in his college days, yeah, he was as big. That I mean, he was yeah. obviously like as tall and yeah. like. But not as heavy. Yeah, because he was always like kind of a chubby dude for being a huge basketball player. Dude, when he was playing college ball, yeah. I think it was LS. I think it was the LSU, but I, I'm probably wrong. Um, but he was a fucking monster. He oh, was yeah. just shredded. Dude. That's so crazy. Like it's, I gotta, I gotta look that up and yeah. see. Because I was thinking of him like with his big fat no, face. No, no, he's a, like his like belly tucked into his jersey, shredded, dude. Oh, that's crazy. He's a monster. He would be a beast. Yeah, you can't keep that up though forever. Yeah, you fall apart. But, but uh, yeah, number th- number three, Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael playing Jordan. a better version of Michael Jordan. You know, a more a more wholesome version of Michael Jordan. That is kind of nice that you get that because it's like uh, he's such a hero to people who grew up in that time period mm-hmm. for what he, he could still do. Is to me, oh yeah. It, that kind of determination is on in inhuman. Yeah, is not human. It's yeah. something else. I don't know. Coupled coupled with that kind of skill. Oh yeah, is that, uh, that kind of talent and that kind of drive? You know, you always hear how many times you got cut from whatever basketball yeah, team. Right. But like that kind of stuff is an inhuman combination. And to be able to at least imagine that he also knows Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And Bill Murray. <laughs> right, right. And they're all friends. Oh, and he and Bill Murray are like the best of buds. Man. Oh yeah, they were golfing. They know each other. They have yeah. little jokes together. Yeah, yeah. Bill Murray comes to Toontown to save him later on. I love that version of reality. Like, I love that he and Bill Murray just hang out all the time. I would time. love to. I would love to. Bill mm-hmm. Murray if I remember correctly, Bill was on that team literally just to make five people. Like like they didn't have enough characters right. still standing. Right. Tweety Bird wasn't available. What did Daffy say? What does Daffy say? He's like, Who is that guy? You oh know, he, he goes, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this yeah. picture. <laughs> yeah. That fucked me up for years. <laughs> I got him con- I'm like I already had him confused. Please don't make it harder. Right. Alright. Alright, what am I on? Number three? Number three. Jesus God, where's my list? Oh Christ. My number three. And I try to keep superheroes off of this list, mm. and uh, I think this is debatable. My number three is Hellboy. Nice. Because I can't do a podcast without talking about Hellboy. Absolutely. Um, so what I like about Hellboy is 
he he is clearly like an action hero guy. Yes. But what he all he really really wants is to be accepted like as a normal dude. Right. At least in the movies. In the comics it's in not comics, as not so, not so much. much. People don't freak out that like the devil is hanging out in their house in the comics. No, cuz in the comics uh he's established. Yeah, like as people the know the greatest paranormal investigator. Right. Whereas in the movies, he's—I mean, the the new one hasn't come out yet as of this right. recording. But. I that's that's actually kind of one of the things that I did not like about Del Toro's take yeah. on it. Although I like those movies. A oh lot. yeah, absolutely. I enjoy those. But one of the things I did not like about it is like the secretive nature. Yeah, yeah. Of Hellboy in the first one, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, and and I. I, it's kind of cool to like compare him to like a Bigfoot. Like Hellboy doesn't exist, and there's all these blurry photos of yeah. him. But I'm moving the table. But like, <laughs> and I think that adds kind of a cool element. But I think he he is a different character if he can just be friends with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the in the movie, at least, it's he's almost completely unaccepted by humanity. Mm-hmm. Even when they learn who he is, that he's a good guy, when he saves them, they're still like, he stole a baby! And he's like, I saved a baby. What, why are you Why are you like this? And they're throwing rocks at him. Right. And, and I think to be able to continue to protect humanity, a group of beings you don't belong to, mm-hmm. and to say no to unholy power, yeah. to say no to being, you know, uh, the ruler of chaos, to yeah. do this is... Uh, right hand of doom to be able to say no to being you know royalty in hell right just so you can protect some monkeys that don't like you very much right right i think it's very noble right i think it's very selfless well and that's like battered into you as you're reading as his whole story arc from like um uh there's like Cause I, I so I bought all the uh, the omnibus. Yeah, yeah, the uh, big the big black books. books yeah. yeah, I bought all of those off Amazon because I was on a I was on a binge, mm-hmm. and easily my favorite comics of all time. Oh yeah, um, Mike Manola's artwork is incredible. Yeah, it's gorgeous artwork, and it's mm-hmm. it's so uh, stylistic, and it it's so recognizable. You know. Yeah, like I can tell. If uh, Mignola did artwork for, like, another comic, if he just does a cover or something, mm-hmm. you can tell immediately it's him. Yeah, and his covers are awesome. I, I love his uh, his Batman ones. There was mm-hmm. Batman by Gas... Or, uh, is that right? Batman yeah. by Gaslight? Batman by Gaslight, yeah. Um, uh, so I... One of, oh, actually, one of the in one of his, like, one of the coolest books that I ever bought during my the Amazon binge... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is the uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula oh, that he yeah. did? Forgot about um, that. It's f- with the it's the old man. It's the version uh, they did for the Gary Oldman Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Dracula movie. Yeah. Incredible. Really. So much better than the movie. Oh, I bet. Because like that movie, that there's so many good things about that movie, and then Keanu Reeves. It, it's it, and I hate to say that because I love Keanu Reeves. I know he just he. Re- Cause I'm like Gary Oldman's unrecognizable, and mm. all the uh, effects are all in camera traditional effects. Yeah, and uh, and that's all very cool. And then Keanu's like, "Oh, I can't believe I am in oh, England." God damn, man! Wow. And it's before he learned how to act. Yeah, and, and I'm like, "Yeah, you, you gotta go." We're not writers in that movie, for right. God's sake, right? Mm. Oh, Winona, that's that's prime Winona. 
That's some prime Winona. Oh, I was in love with her when I was a kid. Absolutely. I might she's, still be. She's awesome at Stranger Things, too. She's still hot. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I, that's, I, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Hello, Winona. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Hmm. It's, I been see, a, it's been a long time. I see you've been well. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I just like, I like a Hellboy character. I like a monster. I always loved mm-hmm. a monster. Yeah. But uh, a monster who who is doing the right thing mm-hmm. for essentially no reward um, yeah. from an unappreciated people. I think it's a very noble characteristic. Well, And that's throughout the entire series. That's that's what I love about that series mm-hmm. is um, the plot like never seems to change. Mm-hmm. All it is is there's always somebody that comes in, some random a demon or yeah. like somebody that was Sputin summoned or, or whatever. you know, some Persian general from the dead. Yeah. That yeah. starts the wheels of the apocalypse mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. and yep. he's always connected to it. And there it's so many people offering him power, offering him, mm-hmm. you know, this is your destiny. This is who you are. Yeah. You could be king. You are a prince in hell. You're the son of a new, you're a son of the yeah. desolate one. Yeah, yeah. And he always just goes, no, thank you. I He's, like pancakes. I like pancakes. He ate the pancakes! <laughs> that is the best one fucking page yep. in the world where he's just like, try pancakes. I don't like pancakes. You've never had pancakes. No. Oh, I like pancakes. And all these screaming demons in hell. No! no! Lost! <laughs> he had pancakes! But I'm just like, it's uh, uh, Hellboy just enjoys cigars and punching mm-hmm. things with his yep. big rock hand. And those are very human <laughs> characteristics, yep. but they're also very uh, salt of the earth kind of thing. So mm-hmm. for him to say no to monarchy, to say no to power and all that yeah. is is a beautiful thing for a monster, especially mm-hmm. who is living in a world he doesn't belong in. Right. Even in the comics when he's accepted, he clearly does not belong in... in he will never stop being attacked by monsters and things. Exactly. Like, even when... He's like a magnet. He is. He he, he attracts these yeah. harbingers of doom. Yeah. I remember there was one where he was... Uh, I think someone died, and he was real depressed, and he's he's hanging out in this uh, house with a couple of spooks and some old people, and they're, you know, giving him wine, and he's just, like, kind of sleeping on their couch. Mm-hmm. And you realize they're all ghosts. Yeah. And he's just living in a haunted house. I'm like, he can't even, like take a day off normally yeah he instead he's in a I've haunted been drinking house. with dead people lady <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly uh and and that that's all very cool and that makes me happy uh there's there's a book i gotta let you borrow mm-hmm. next time i see you all right uh remind me because i gotta return your movie too yeah but uh there's the it's the incredible screw on head Oh yes, that's manual. I I saw it at Barnes and Noble years ago. I I got it and it's awesome. There's it's a cartoon like a of that. Short. Yeah, have you have you seen it? I uh, I have seen the cartoon. Yeah, oh. isn't it like like he works for Queen Victoria or something? No, he's he's the spy. He's a secret spy uh-huh. for Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. So I remember he had like Lincoln's picture would come up on a board and like and the would, mouth would mouth just would flap. flap around. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and so basically, he's just. He's just a. He has different heads that screw on. Yeah. And he has to. He fights. His uh, nemesis is Professor Zombie, <laughs> who was voiced by uh, Fraser's brother. Wait, oh, Niles. Niles. Yeah, I can't ever remember. He that has guy's three name. names, and I never remember yeah. them. Yeah. Well, and he was also in Wet Hot American Summer, as the uh, 
Um, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He's the love interest for the the camp. Uh, he's the rocket. He's the guy next door. He's, he's like the, he's the indoor. Where kids are the guy. indoor? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> he's the one who's like a meteor is gonna crash into the. Where are the indoor kids? Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I love called. that. I love that movie. There, there's so many things I relate to with like those total loser kids. Were like, mm-hmm. "You're a tampon." He's like, "Tampon is a sanitary product. I uh, take it as a compliment." <laughs> and he walks away and I'm like, "I remember doing shit like that, and being right. like, I take it as a compliment." <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Uh... Anyway, back back to Hellboy. All right. Because Screw on Head is like Screw on Head's a weird tangent, but. Uh, one of the things like I started trying to draw mm-hmm. like Manola a little bit mm-hmm. for a while and like it's what's so cool about it is it's so simple yeah um because it's just like heavy on the outline out yeah heavy outside heavy outline work, yeah and um like like real like like basic colors oh yeah you know, like two just, colors, yeah, black and red. That's all we're doing. Maybe throw in some yellow. But like, it's so hard to replicate. I couldn't do it. I remember trying, and I'm like, "What? How is he deciding where these shadows are going? Like these deep black parts on people's faces? I'm like, how does he decide how that would be shadowed? I'm like, where is his light source? I'm like, I don't understand. But I'll just draw a big old trap jaw on a on a guy's head and yeah. call him Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. A big bald guy with horns and a big trap jaw. Well, and like, and the proportions have to be like on point yeah. because if they're off and you're doing something that simple, yeah. you can tell immediately that it's off. I like he when he draws Batman, he gives him these huge sloped shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like his shoulders don't go horizontally; they just drop immediately out of his neck. Yeah, and, yeah. And it makes the cape look like it's this heavy, heavy burden on him. Right. And I always thought that was like a cool take. Yeah. And then I looked at all his other characters and they all have the same fucking slip yep, shoulders, yep. but whatever. Yep. Like, all right, we got to move on. We're running out of time. All right, all right. We're running out of time. You fucking asshole. No. Um, <laughs> all right, what do we got? Uh, you got number three? No. Uh, no, I I'm just did Yeah, I'm on two. You're right? on two? Yeah, you're yeah, on yeah. two. Hit two. Um, so I was going to go with, because um, we had talked when I texted you asking mm-hmm. about, like, you know, what what my mm-hmm. subject should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was... Uh, five action heroes that I looked up to and why they're Harrison Ford. Yep. Um, and I was going to do that. I was going to say Han Solo, yeah. right? Because okay. Han Solo and like Han Solo is, yep. you know, for obvious reasons. But, uh, I think a more unpopular opinion mm-hmm. is Luke Skywalker. All right. All right. That's told. Everyone wants to be Han Solo, but everybody's Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is the hero with a thousand faces. That's, mm-hmm. That's the arc of every hero. Everyone is Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Everyone's the farm boy that's eventually called upon. That's like, oh, I want to go to space camp. And they're like, no, shut up. We have to farm moisture right. in the desert. Why are we still moving towards it? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to go to Tashi Station and pick up power converters. Oh, fuck. Jesus but that's Lord. who we are. And eventually Ooh. you are called upon to be, you know, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Right, exactly. Um, and that's I. I think that's like the cool and like that's why, obviously, that's why he's the easiest to embrace. Absolutely. Um, but it's funny because then you also see, you know, like well, like when he like when he sees Princess Leia for the first time, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? He's like, oh, God, geez. <laughs> hey, 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 you're hey. you're really pretty. <laughs> oh, 
Whoa, I'm a gonna... uniform. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he is he's such a dweeb yeah. through most of the first movie. Yeah. Even until they're like he's like, I used to shoot womp rats with my with my whatever and they're not much bigger than one meter. Everyone's like shot Thanks a lot, Luke. Luke. Jesus. <sighs> I think even Obi Wan was kinda like Here's your lightsaber. Uh, I'll just sit this one out, I guess. And I know it's Alec Guinness and he was yeah. like, This is all beneath me and it is. But, oh yeah. But that's very much But like that's always kinda how he's like no, your dad wasn't a fucking... Darth Vader killed my dad. Yeah, yeah, he did. Sure did. Mm. Alec Guinness ended up getting super rich off that movie. Yeah, didn't he take like 10% or something? It was something like... It was something crazy where... He took George Lucas's money, I think. I think he took uh, he took a cut on his salary. Yeah. And then just... Because I don't think they were going to pay him Alec Guinness money anyway. Yeah, I think he took something on the back end, maybe? It was like on the actual... Uh, um, result of the movie or something. Yeah, I think he. I think he took a piece of Lucas's director fee, which was based on the gross of yeah. the movie. Because I think that's. I guess we're. In, I remember George Lucas like taking a cut. Yeah. So that they could get Alec Guinness to do this, and I think he just was like, "All right, this percentage of my director's fee, which comes out of the gross, would go to you." Right. Because I know whatever it was, he ended up somehow backdoor making a fuckload of money. A fuckload of money. Like, more than any other role he's ever done. And he's, like, openly antagonistic about that movie. He was like, I don't understand it. I don't know what the plot is. I'm just saying these words. I don't know what they mean. And he's like, he just thought it was ridiculous. And he's like, when you look at it, like... Yeah, he's right. He's right. He's right. If you didn't know what Star Wars was while you were making Star Wars, he's like, Yeah. yeah, the force, it flows through us and binds us and... I don't know. This kid's got a stick, and, mm-hmm. like, he's flailing it around on a ship. I don't know. And then when you see the scene, you know, there's yeah. that little uh, droid thing that shoots lasers at him, and mm-hmm. he's got, like, a helmet on, and he's got this, his cool lightsaber. But, like, you got to think, in the set, Alec Guinness was like, what the fuck, fuck the fuck is going on? <sighs> and that's that's one of my favorite things uh, that I heard about the production of those movies is where it was either Mark Hamill or uh, Harrison Ford said to George Lucas, like, during a scene, mm-hmm. he's like, you can write this shit, George, but you can't say it, you know? <laughs> that like, sounds, and, and that, I'm sure George wouldn't understand that at all. Yeah, well. he barely directs. It, well, that's, he was, you know what George Lucas is? George Lucas is a genius, but he's a terrible director, yeah. and he's an awful screenwriter. Yeah, I I think, I think part of it's just, he's the super nerd, and part of the, whatever the human element that goes into directing and writing for other humans, I think some of that gets cut off a little bit in him. Um, Just having known that kind of on-the-spectrum nerd, I think part of that kind of gets cut off. And I think that happens to Chris Nolan as well. He just happens to have amazing actors. Well, and that's that's why... I I mean, that's why George Lucas is... George Lucas is remembered for star Wars, mm-hmm. but, um, I think he should be like more remembered for like Lucasfilm and how you, how you like the effects like ILL, like industrial yeah. light and magic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, um, the cause THX, there is, it, yeah, there is influence. That's as influential as like the Stan Winston school. 
Oh, I agree. Right. Which is, uh, I actually just bought like a coffee table book. It's Did you? Like, called the Stan Winston Effect with all the with all the pictures and so stuff. So cool, cool, man! It's got like uh, like previs for Alien and oh, that's cool. like Predator. That's cool. Um, like original yeah. head sketches, like all the photo, like photos from behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I think I think Lucas as, I mean not anymore now Disney owns it, but as an independent film. You know, you got to remember, like it was distributed by Fox, yeah. but Fox didn't own it. Lucas yeah. did. To be able to do, make Star Wars, which, you know, at the time was a big budget movie, yeah. independently to be able to stay independent for essentially his entire career, um, yeah. and and like everything he spawned out of Skywalker Ranch, the video yeah. games, the Lucas Arts, the THX oh, sound, um, to to be like what he spawned. In uh, without being part of a studio system mm-hmm. is miraculous, but god damn is he weird? <laughs> oh yeah, he's such a weird guy. <laughs> like you read the original script of Star Wars and you're like, they're riding around on ostriches. What the fuck is right. happening? Well, he borrowed. Like I, I love George Lucas. Uh, one of the, like because one for one reason because he loves stealing from everybody else, and I uh, that's what art is. Yeah, you know? oh. like. The Great Steal. Yeah, I mean, like, all India is, is, like, the 30s and 40s, like, the serials, yep. the old movies. It's, like, uh, the Rolling Ball was from a uh, Donald Duck comic book. Yeah. It was from, uh, uh, it was, like, Huey, Dewey, and Louie or something like that. It was literally from a, a Disney comic book. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, well, and, like, and it's things like, uh, like, Star Wars is, he's, like, borrowed heavily from Dune. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, Herbert's he lives on a and, desert planet with yeah. two sons. Come with on. two sons, and um, he's, like, he, they don't have, while they do have a little bit of, like, prescient vision, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, Yoda. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know. They, they can. Uh, they can reach out with their feelings. Yeah, yeah. They can know? at least feel a disturbance in the force. Oh. So like, something, like a million voices screaming out at once. Right. Um, Which is kind of like, uh, like, um. What's his word? Paul. Paul from Dune. Dune Dune is so hard. I've tried so many times oh, to get man. into Dune and I can't do it. I I totally understand that. I totally understand so that. that series is dense. Yeah. And it's boring yeah. at times. Like uh the best one like Dune is probably the most readable, mm-hmm. the very first one. Yeah. Um Dune Messiah and Children are still they're because they're like it's it's like political characters it's always like political espionage yeah but the characters the ideas behind the characters are so cool like the questions they raise um my i love god emperor of dune yeah it's when he like basically becomes a giant sandworm (laughs) and he lit so like i it's crazy like he becomes he becomes a sandworm Mm -hmm. he basically becomes immortal Mm mm-hmm um, and he, uh, this is Paul's son, Leto. Yeah. And he rules over Arrakis and the entire galaxy with like this iron fist. Yeah. So he becomes a bad guy. Right. Essentially. He becomes a, a like this tyrannical, like despot. He just controls the universe. And so these, these huge power players that in the earlier books mm-hmm. had controlled the universe, like the Bene Gesserit witches and the Talaxu and the Guild Masters. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. They, Spice. Right, yeah. They had all controlled the galaxy. They had all had their piece of the galaxy. Uh-huh. But he owns it. He is Spice. Oh. And so one of the characters, Duncan Idaho, who's in the first book and sure. gets killed off, um, 
he brings him back. Uh-huh. Is basically like a clone. It's called like a gola. All right, kind of like a like, golem. Yeah, okay. because it is. It's yeah. like this soulless, like, or at least it's supposed. To, it's like he brings him back and kills him thousands of times. He's like his major domo. Interesting. Because um, the Duncan always figures out that he's a gola. That reminds me of uh, um, "I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream," where it's just like, uh, "Have you?" Do you it's Harlan Ellison. Um, I'll send you home with it. Okay. And, um, but it's uh, uh, these guys are living in this basically a computer becomes sentient, destroys all of humanity, okay. but keeps like five of them around to torture them. And okay. he just kills them and brings them back and kills them and brings them back. Yeah. And kills them and brings them back over and over again in perpetuity of over an eternity. He keeps them alive so he can torture them. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and it's and it's not it's not that nefarious, mm-hmm. but it is. Because he doesn't really care about the 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 Gola's feelings sure. or his like, because uh, he 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 his memories are like locked away, but his soul survives, so it's still in there somewhere. Okay. So the Gola always like Duncan Idaho Gola always figures out that he's a an, a Gola, okay. and then he tries to kill the God Emperor. Okay. And he always fails. <laughs> and you got to start over again. And he got to start over again, so he gets a new one. And eventually. Um, Leto kind of decides that he doesn't want to be the God Emperor anymore mm-hmm. or that he can get out of this prescient vision that he's seen. Okay. Um, and is wielded uh-huh. over the galaxy. Um, and so he lets this one Gola, yeah. the new Duncan Idaho Gola, he lets him conspire with like his, uh, his ancestor. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually, you know, it's, kill him. And it's kind of like, uh, what is it? Some bird pecks at a mountain, and how many times does right. this bird have to peck at a mountain yeah, until yeah, it yeah. comes apart? Yeah, for sure. There's a there's a Doctor Who episode kind of, kind of like that. That's real cool. Right, neat. I like it. Luke Skywalker on the list. Wow. Yeah. And also Dune. Yeah. Also, that movie looks. I mean, I they haven't put anything out for it yet, but it's gonna be tight. Casting looks good. Yeah. I think we talked about it on the other show a little bit. Well, right. that not you and me, me and Steve. Yeah, yeah. Blade Runner forty nine was awesome. I still haven't fucking seen it. Seriously? Yeah, I have it, and I haven't seen it. You gotta watch. I it. I gotta get on it. You gotta it's, watch it. It's tough because I I went to watch it. and I'm like, maybe I should watch Blade Runner first. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch Blade Runner first. Yeah. And then I didn't watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I was like, cool. And then I went to bed. Wait, you have you, you seen the original Blade Runner? I, oh, many times. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I love. Um, well, that's my that might be one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite Harrison Ford movies. It's one of the best movies out of all the movies. I I had to write. I wrote three papers in college oh, about we, it. We talked, we talked about, about this. this. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. drank too much. Yeah, we yeah. talked. <laughs> we talked about this. Yeah, but I, I I just kept bullshitting my way and somehow writing a paper about Blade Runner. And I was like, oh, I'll just reuse the old one. Well, I'll just adjust this and this right. and this. I ended up writing a whole other paper on fucking Blade <laughs> Runner. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I did uh, two androids dream of electric sheep for a class. And, and, that's cool. And that's then really, I was like, it's yeah. a really cool book too. Oh, it's super neat. And mm-hmm. and like, there's only so many. Th- mm, we don't have time for this. There's right. so many things that are just almost just a barely a mirror reflection, just a glimmer in the Blade Runner movie that are a whole crazy business in uh, the book. All right. All right. We don't have time for this. All right. Number two. <laughs> are you ready? Yes. Jackie Chan. I don't know any of his character names ever, but he always kind of plays the same right. guy. Right. Uh, I would say Jackie Chan in Rumble in the Bronx is okay. usually my favorite. Yeah. Because he's a 
he's a i think the plot of that movie is he like comes from china to help his uncle run a grocery store or something right uh, he comes to new york and uh gang members are running wild because it's right. you know early 90s like that's what new york is like and yeah like, eh, well whatever and they're running wild so he has to kung fu them until they stop but and kung fu them he does oh he does in the most hilarious ways yeah <laughs> but i always appreciate jackie chan as opposed to bruce lee where he's he's being he happens to be a kung fu master right but he doesn't go out and karate chop people he just gets forced into a thing where he's like, "Oh, they're you know they're beating up this uh, this grocery store clerk. I guess I'm gonna have to do something." But he'll never first strike someone, and he right. very rarely even like gives someone like a tiger palm. You know, like he's never he'll he'll very rarely like really just punch a guy. Mm-hmm. He'll wait for them to come at him, and then he'll do some some trick with his hand where he'll push their fist into another guy, right? Or he'll kind of like tie like them a up, tai chi kind of thing. Yeah, like he'll like like. Some guy will come at him and he'll like take off his shirt and like tie the shirt around his hands to trip him up and then use that to flip him over his back into another guy. Mm-hmm. Or he'll pick up a ladder and just kind of like try to defend himself with whatever's nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jackie Chan has this beautiful moment that it, it's in every single movie where he hurts his hand. And I never know how many times he, it's actually him hurting himself and how many times it's fake. But he always mm-hmm. hurts his hand and goes, ah, ah, and kind of shakes it out. And it <laughs> happens in every movie. And I always think of that. I'm like, he is not the invincible, you know, Jet Lee. Right. Um, he, he's our friend Jackie. And yeah. he's got, he got his hands pinched in that ladder. And he goes, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> And <laughs> it happens so often. But I, I love to see that kind of action hero um, – you know, the fight comes to him, mm-hmm. and even if he's ready to absolutely beat the shit out of, like, nine people in a room, yeah. he's still going to let them start the fight. Right. Like, he'll show up and be like, right. last time I'm telling you, you got to leave that grocery store alone, <laughs> and they'll be like, uh, no, we'll beat you to death with uh, with pool cues. He's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to fight you all with pool cues now. <laughs> and then, yeah. I don't want to do it, but... Well, yeah. I guess this is what's going to happen. I, I have no choice but to, you know hide behind this pinball machine and then kick it back out at you and like run behind a bunch of refrigerators and flip all the doors open to knock people over and then hide inside of one of them and then burst out and uh, do the silliest like cartoon karate. <laughs> like like I, I love a good, uh, very serious, you know, Shaolin fighting style. But mm-hmm. all I really, really want is like Jackie Chan to like, like, you know, kick off of one guy, hang from a chandelier, flip the chandelier around to right. hit another guy. A lot of environmental fighting. Right. But it's all such good-natured, in-good-fun kind of a thing. Because he's like, yeah, I don't want to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm rarely going to, like, just smack a guy in the nose to yeah. hurt, to, like, break a nose. Like, I don't want to see blood. He's like, but what I will do is, you know, push this chair out from under you like I'm in the fucking Ninja Turtles and mm-hmm. like slide backwards on a different chair into another guy and and just get into these silly fights. And that tickles me. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love I mean I mean I assume most of those guys do like uh their own stunts, yeah. but Jackie Chan takes it to another level. Oh yeah. Like that's I think he has to there's something with like the insurance on his movies now, where like he has to pay it. Yeah, because or he does pay it because it's like it's because he 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 gets hurt in every movie. 
There was one I was watching. I don't know what it's from, but he like is on the top of a building and he's like hanging from it. Mm -hmm. There's like a clock tower or something. Okay. And he's supposed to fall off of it and hit like the awnings on the way down. Mm -hmm. Um, and he does it like three times. Yeah. And the one time he misses the one awning. Yeah. On the lowest level, and he falls like twenty feet, like on his fucking face. <laughs> There's one I always remember. He jumps off. He he has to jump from this, you know, one building to the next, from mm -hmm. one balcony to the next balcony, and yeah. he has to do it a few times because he keeps kind of missing and catching himself by like one hand, and that's not what the shot is. Right. He's out of the shot, and he keeps doing it. And uh, it's rolling over the credits of one of these one of his movies is him trying to do this. Yeah. And he he gets it and it's great. And then it shows him later, and he has to like step out of a car and he breaks his fucking ankle, <laughs> like he steps wrong off of a hovercraft. It's some ridiculous thing. Yeah. He just kind of stepped wrong. He breaks his fucking ankle and it shows him getting taken away in the ambulance. And I'm like. <laughs> What a magical man. What? <laughs> what, a, what a fucking magician. He just leapt through like like the hole in a bank teller's thing, like that little hole where the, you just kind of pass change. He mm -hmm. just stuck his whole body through there in one go. And then he kind of like trips later and breaks, <laughs> and his, <laughs> breaks his arm again. Uh, but it's, it's delightful. And it, mm -hmm. it makes me feel like maybe I could do Kung Fu. Yeah. I, mean, I know he comes from like the Hong Kong Hollywood theater. Mm-hmm. And he invented Drunken Master. Yep. I don't want to forget that. Right. That's important. I don't want to forget that. I'm always waiting for the moment I get in a fight, and I'm like, ooh, Drunken Master. Yeah. You don't know where I'm coming from. <laughs> God, this guy's serious. Oh, he knows Drunken Master. <laughs> or he's hammered. Because I love um, my buddy Casper um, from college, my old roommate from college. Uh, he was a big, like like I said, he's a big kung fu, like samurai fan. Mm -hmm. Um. And one of his favorites, though, is uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this, like you know Tony Ja. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me a it's lot got of the elbow Jackie thing. Chan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's this movie called Ang Bak the Thai Warrior. I have seen Ang Bak the Thai Warrior. Wait, is, that's not the one with the elephant. That's the, that's the third Ang Bak. Okay, that's the one I've seen. So the very first, which is awesome, by the yeah. way. Yeah. He fights. He fights a witch on yeah. an elephant, like yeah. on a legit element. Yeah. El element. Elephant. Yeah. And uh, but in the so. I watched it. We watched it one time, and uh, so then for my birthday the next year, he get he got me Ang Bak on DVD. Yeah, and then so I open it, and the where the inserts should be, it's the Ang Bak drinking game. Oh, and like the rules, and I still I still remember without having it is like the rules were like every time somebody gets kicked out of a tree, <laughs> okay, take a drink. All right, every time somebody wins a capture the flag match, take a drink. Every time uh, there's a statue of the Buddha okay. in a scene, take Ooh, a drink. That's tough. Every time somebody says Ang Bak, take a drink. Every time somebody gets elbowed in the face, take Ooh, a drink. That's his move, too. Yeah. Jumping up in the air and just fucking right. throwing his elbow down. Yeah. He's a little guy. Oh, yeah. Every time somebody gets kicked in the face, take a oh, drink. Oh, Jesus. And it's just hilarious. That's worse than the room drinking game. The room drinking game? Yeah. Well, I, oh, I'm familiar with the room. Okay, the room drinking game is brutal. Every time anyone says "Oh hi," <laughs> which is how every single scene starts, is someone saying "Oh hi." Um, anytime uh, Tommy's ass is shown on scene, his bare ass, <laughs> which happens at least ten times. Right. Um, every time Tommy says "You're my best friend," 
or he's my best friend, something about being a best friend constantly. Oh, Mark's my best friend. Oh, I can't do that. You're my best friend, Mark. Mark, you're my best friend. But he's my best friend constantly. Anytime anyone says Lisa is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Con- oh, you're so beautiful, Lisa. What oh. about uh, Lisa, my future wife? You're my wife. You're my future wife. Oh, hi, doggy. My favorite part of that movie, uh, and like I, my buddy got it for me, and I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up watching it. And my favorite, my favorite part of that movie is where uh, Lisa's talking to her mom, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how Lisa's mom has breast cancer, and it never comes up again. It ne- not only does it never come up again, <laughs> but neither of them are very worried about it. Neither of them react. They're not very concerned. Well, I got the results. I I'm definitely cancer. dying. Yeah, you'll be all right. There's this weird story her mom tells about like her mom's brother and her fighting over like a property value. Not only does no one react to her telling the story. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> There's no reason for this. She just says it. Mm. And it just happens. And that is why that is the greatest movie of all time. Yep. You guys got to listen to last season, episode season two, episode one, best worst movies. We talk about it with uh, nice. with, with guest star Alan Abilantia, who is one of the maker of some of the worst movies <laughs> I've ever seen. Um and also some of the best. But yeah, no, we got to, yeah, the room's the room's upsettingly good. It's my yeah, favorite thing. Right on. Hey, if we were going to do favorite movies, man, nah, it's fucking the room. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you know Battle Rye? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I didn't hit him. Um, I did not. My buddy Tej, whenever, because we used to cook on the line together. Mm-hmm. He's the one that got me that movie for yeah. Christmas one year. Um. And uh, so whenever like some shit would be going wrong, mm-hmm. like we'd be going down because we'd just be getting flooded with tickets. Yeah, he go, I'm fed up with this world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, gun barrel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm done. Okay. No more talking about the room. That's number two. Oh, we gotta go to a break. We have one last break, and then yeah. we'll be back with your number one, and probably a bunch of other shit too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> be right back. We're back here on top five with Lee counting down our top five most influential action heroes. It's the moment you guys have all been waiting for. Number we, one. We finally have come to it. We've it's been a long and winding road. Uh, I think we've explored every I think we've definitely gotten I mean we've been able every to every topic really exp- we've got the plot of Dune in this episode. Right. I mean we've really got You're welcome everything. By we've, the way. we've got 90s basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we have everything, but but yeah. the number one. I think we've got everything, honestly, except for the characters that we're supposed to discuss. Yeah, I was going to say, part. if we're going to go on by how many minutes, the shit we were supposed to talk about today. It's like 90% bullshit yep. and about 10% what we came to do. And but you know what? I wouldn't have it any other no, way. I feel good about that. Yeah, suck it, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but... To paint another picture for you. Oh, paint yeah. that picture. Um, all right, Lee. I've only had my fifth cup of coffee, and I'm a little wired. My tongue is vibrating in my mouth. Right. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure my heart is broken, but I I don't. <laughs> Your what? <laughs> my heart is my heart is actually broken. Mine's just a cup of coffee in there. It's, I don't know what's it's, happening. It's ticking. It's just a ball of tar made out of coffee beans. I can feel every heartbeat in my eyelids. I can see the arteries in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee. It's your uh, it's your number one most influential action. Uh, I I I saved the best for last here. Did you know? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you told me to. All right. But uh, well, that's that's how it works. Uh, I think I gave it away a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, Indiana Jones or uh, really just Harrison Ford in general. Lee, can I stop you real quick? Yeah. Could you tell me what my number one is here on my sheet See, without says... cheating? I write them down ahead of time. Uh, Indiana Jones. Yep. Uh, that's also yep. my number one. Yep. And I think we're both right. I think so, too. I think we can put that one to bed. I think that one's done. What What is it that, uh, what do you take away from, from Dr. Jones? Indiana Jones is my favorite character of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Harrison Ford is my favorite actor. Sure. Of all time. You just like um, him to be real mumbly? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... Everything about him. Yeah. Everything about him. Uh, the like, the 1930s, 40s, or whatever serial mm-hmm. uh, thing. He's jumping out of cars and stuntman stuff. Yeah. He's an archaeologist. Yeah. He's a brainiac. Yeah. He's a um, nerd. He's a who fucking. Also nerd. does sweet action shit. And girls love him. One of my favorite scenes ever, any movie ever, is when he's teaching his class <laughs> in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. And like you have no, like you never. The only introduction you have to this character is uh, it's the rolling ball scene. The rolling ball yeah, scene. So like you idol. know, you know he's cool. Yeah. But then he's like totally switch gears. He's a professor, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like he's teaching no hat. Kid. He's wearing glasses. Yeah. He has a bow tie. Yeah. He's just kind of like he's just kind of a nerd. You know. It's like his alter ego in there. Right. Like his his Clark Kent. His Clark Kent. And. um so, like, he looks out at the class while he's giving this lecture, and he gets uh, distracted because <laughs> this cute girl is giving him the eyes. And, then, like, when her eyelids close, she yeah. says, love you on each, you know. Uh, yeah, she she wrote love you on her eyelids to impress her professor. Yeah. And then in the third movie, he climbs, he has to climb out the window Yeah, to get away from his, like, being bombarded by a, oh, a group all the of students. students. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he does. He climbs out the window and meets a Brody out there. Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing a comedian, and I'll totally steal his bit, but he was like, like, can you imagine going to that school and be like, oh, you got to take archaeology with Dr. Jones. He's never there. Yeah. I'm like, when does he, like, okay, you're going to have a sub for, like, the next three months. I got to go to Germany and punch Nazis. Yeah. He's, you know, I got to go on sabbatical. Why? I accidentally met Hitler, and he signed my dad's journal. Yeah. I'm not teaching 101. I just, I got no time for this, man. I'm not doing ARC 101. I can't do it. I'm not showing up for, and it is. He's like, the stone cairns can be found in many mm-hmm. different cultures, and he's like yeah. kind of drawing stuff. And X never marks the spot. Never. Until it does in the third movie. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, what I, I really appreciate about him is he's not out for violence. He's not out looking to fight a guy. He's looking to preserve fucking artifacts. Like he's mm-hmm. out to preserve history and keep it out of the wrong hands. Yeah. And even though he is like, 
it's a it's a legend, Marion. It's an old ghost story. Nothing <laughs> yeah. happens. He's still like, keep your eyes shut, Marion. Marion, keep your eyes shut. Because yeah. he'll believe in this shit yeah. by the end of it. But the beginning, he's like, I don't know. This, this primitive culture so thinks these, it's, these, uh... these stones... They mean nothing. It's doesn't. But they they say their stones are gone, so there's no food. And by I've the end, he's like, "Call him story." <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard this. Every kid has heard this. But Marion, um, I know Marion's only in one of them, but Marion. No, she was in two. Was she in two? Yeah, she was in Temple the of Doom. One. Oh wait, was she? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Temple yeah. of Doom. No, no, no. Uh, it was uh, 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 she was Last in, Crusade. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, oh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, we don't talk about that one. You know, I okay. <laughs> I agree I'm still you. confused that why is... there are four discs in my three disc right, trilogy. Right. Uh that movie is and like I, I've had this conversation with my, my cousin who actually I remember I watched the first indie at his house. He's like ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. And we watched the first indie, me and my brothers, at his house. And I mean, I don't know, that's that's why I am who I am today. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I I used to show up to like daycare and mm-hmm. I don't know if a couple of my listeners who knew me back then are still going to be listening this far in, but I used to go to daycare with, a, uh, I had like a cowboy hat yeah, and I would carry a jump rope like a whip. <laughs> nice. Cause I'm like, yeah, let's play Indiana Jones. And everyone's yeah, like, yeah. no one likes you. <laughs> I have a Halloween costume. It's Indiana Jones. Indiana, yeah. I have one. I don't need any more. That's my <laughs> Halloween costume. That's what I want to be mm-hmm. for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the fourth one, okay. So okay. For as for as disappointing mm-hmm. a movie as that is, and I think South Park did a good job uh, illustrating that. Yeah. Um, indie is still indie. He is, which I do like. Like one of my, I we still quote that movie too, cause, cause I saw it like when it came out. I was in college, mm-hmm. and I still saw it like four times. Oh yeah, I remember it came out, and I had tickets, and we watched. Me and my buddy Jay Pelkey watched all three Indiana Jones. Yeah, and as we watched, and we found out there's a format. Yeah. So like we're like, okay, that's the middle bad guy, like um, mm-hmm. the big German that he hits with the plane propeller and it chops him up. Yeah, yeah. That guy, there's one of those guys in each movie. Yeah. Um, there's some big slave driver in Temple of Doom. There's like right. a petty officer in uh, Last Crusade, and I can't remember who the but Crystal they Skull. All, it's Chris, the Russian guy. Yeah, and they yeah. always die horribly. Yeah. And I really appreciated the fourth movie kept that fucking format. Yeah, and he exactly. got eat my ants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. That's, I was reading because I bought that uh, I bought the coffee table book, the complete making of Indiana Jones, the Indiana Jones yeah. series, and uh, one of the one of the things that one of the interviews that they have with uh, well, it wasn't an interview so much as it was like recorded dialogue between Spielberg and Lucas, like it was story treatment, mm-hmm. like do like talking about the movie, and one thing Spielberg says is like. Every 10 minutes, or no, it was Lucas that said it. Every, like, 10 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. you want, like, a cliffhanger. Hmm. Right? And, and you kind of do. And, yeah, and each one's got to be bigger than the last one. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, they get on the ship. The ship gets, you know, captured by U-boat. Right. Indy gets onto the U-boat. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. He gets into the hangar, and, and we don't know what's going to happen to him. They find a plane, but then they, he's got to fight this giant Nazi. Yeah. They get on the plane, they get out, but they right. don't. Yeah. So, and also, like, it's just, 
And they kept that yeah. for the fourth one. But, yeah, like, uh, I can do without the fucking the monkeys, monkeys yeah. and Jesus. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. I could even forgive the uh, the howdy doody jumping <laughs> a refrigerator. Exp- yeah. Like, I could even forgive that. Nuke in the fridge. If yeah. it weren't for the fucking groundhog, dude. I, I don't really... know what set me off about that groundhog so much other than, like, why is he there? It was such a weird, like, Caddyshack moment. I'm like, is this a callback yeah, to like, what something fuck? I don't know? If if you play Fallout New Vegas, mm-hmm. there is a refrigerator uh, out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah. If you go up to the refrigerator and open it, inside there's a skeleton, yeah. and he's wearing a fedora. That's my fun fact. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And I always remember that. And I, when I found it, I was like, they did this on purpose. Yeah, yeah. It's all part of the plan. Marion! 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 Short round. Well, by the way you're slurring those wubbies, I'd say Eastern <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> oh, and I love, I love his. Uh, it's in. I couldn't tell if I loved or I hated it. Like, it, we must have done forty missions together. You know, like all of a sudden he's like a, uh, an agent. Yeah, you know, for like, the United States. Like, like what are you doing that missions? I thought you're a fucking plunderer. Yeah. Of, um, the first one. Uh, Belloc is kind of one of the, oh, the villains. And Belloc, I wish there were... They called him Belosh. <laughs> uh, Belloc. 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 Um, I think they kill him in the first one. Belloc? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he gets his face melted off. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I kind of wish they had kept Belloc around because he's this dark mirror of Indy. Right. Um, because he's also an archaeologist, but he's also clearly a villain. Like, he's, yeah. they're both plundering graves. Well, um, but Belloc doesn't know enough to say no to the Nazis. Right. You know? Well, and actually, too, and so I guess in the original script, um, Belloc is a is a much more unsympathetic character. Mm-hmm. So he's like more evil in the like Nazi sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so he's just like a uh, he's he, just evil. I think he's French right. in the movie. right? Yeah, he's, he's like French. a sympathizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he's like Vichy French, I guess. Yeah. I guess Vichy, I don't know Vicious Wall yeah, Vicious yeah. Wall I have no idea <laughs> But um So the scene with him and Marion Yeah Where they're in the tent yeah, And he's like Kind of like She has the dress Yeah They ad-libbed that Really? Yeah I didn't know that Until I started reading that book They It was um Him and uh God I can never remember her name I can't either And whenever I see her and stuff I'm like oh, Marion Yeah and, and I get so excited She's so like, cute She's in Animal House Yeah And um that's the one that always gets me. I'm like, yeah, fucking forgot. Oh my God, it's fucking Mary. Holy shit, Marion. Marion, <laughs> it's a date. Eat him. <laughs> Marion, don't talk to that professor. Yeah, Marion, I'm the only professor in your life. <laughs> Guys, ass shows. I was a child. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> I was a child. I was in love. I love that. I love that melodramatic dialogue between them in the bar. That's my favorite. And she, she's just like. God damn it, Jones, you coming into my barn. Yeah. And I'm like, didn't you just drink like a bottle of liquor and knock out some giant like Eskimo? What? Where? I don't even know. They're in the Alps or something. I have no I, idea. Yeah. Some Mongolian. I think it's Nepal. Nepal, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you run a bar in Nepal. And I'm like, are they a traditionally drinking culture? I don't. Evidently. I, I don't know. Why does everyone keep finding this like mountainside bar that mm-hmm. snowed in and then fucking what's his name shows up and he's like I want that yeah. medallion Fräulein and I'm like oh, yeah. it's fucking Porky uh, Pig uh, we, we are not thirsty <laughs> oh, 
God, I love that, that dude. creeps me out. He's <laughs> awesome. I know he doesn't sound like Porky Pig, but in my head, he's Porky Pig. Well, he looks like him, He dude. looks like Porky Pig. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. He's, Jones. He's the best. I, I, so, like, what, what, is your, uh, what is your favorite indie movie? Um, I usually say Last Crusade because you get yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah. And it also changes the dynamic of indie mm-hmm. where it's, oh, he's trying to fill some boots. Like right. he's trying to fill his father's footprint. Right. Why is he such a huge nerd? Because his father made him count in Latin, you know, before telling him. But it also has that scene at the beginning where he's like a Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. That scene is River, so... River Phoenix. Yeah, right? right. And he does the best Harrison Ford impersonation. I've Because it's not an impersonation. He like it's, just like channels the dude. Yeah, he catches the beats. He gets mm-hmm. the voice and he gets like... The speech pattern, right? The gruffness of, like, like he like even has a side when he kick. says when he says, um, he goes, "Go get the rest of the troop," and he like keeps pulling on the kids, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. he goes, "Everybody's lost but me," you know, like it's just like Harrison Ford. Yeah, and that's exactly what he does in other movies. Mm-hmm. It is weird though that he was like that guy's the bad guy. I'm gonna dress like him. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you lost today, moment. kid. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Oh God, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and but every time I watch um, Raiders, I'm like, I think a lot of the things I remember of Indiana Jones are all in Raiders, right? Um, or it's like like uh, snakes, snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? There's a snake in this plane, and I'm like, that's the first motherfucker snakes. In this yeah, motherfucking yeah. There's a snake in the plane. Oh, don't you? I oh, hate I have snakes. some backbone. That's just my pet snake, Reggie. I hate. So. Why did he have a pet snake? I don't the, know. Yeah. Um, I love it. Though. That's in the first I ten minutes of that it. film. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what? Uh, uh, what's his name? Doc Ock is in that movie. He's uh, yeah, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. He's uh, the he's the one of the guides. Yeah. I had no fucking clue until yeah, yeah. I heard Alfred Molina on a podcast talk about it. I'm like, yeah, you were great in it. Like Alfred Molina's not. In yeah. It. And he talks about. It. He's like, no, no, I just it was. I shot one day and it was. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. I had right. to watch the whole movie again. Darn it all. But I was like. There he is. Yeah. Huh. Might as yeah. well keep watching this. <laughs> That's, I I think, um, and I would have said the same thing, mm-hmm. but it always, like, fluctuates for me. Yeah. Because I, I love I love Last Crusade, and, like, and that's a, a big mm-hmm. part of that is due to Connery. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, do you know they were only, like, 10 years apart? Yeah. Like, yeah. He was not old enough. Yeah. No. I remember seeing that. It, but you know, but one I guy's just buy it. One's not. Oh, I, I just buy, buy it. Absolutely. And um, uh, oh, shit. But uh, yeah. But Raiders is like mm-hmm. Raiders is definitely my favorite. Oh yeah. Um, I feel you. Cause that's just that's indie. That that know? is that is his that is his moment at his absolute prime. Cause Temple of Doom's yeah. a prequel, so you can assume yeah. that was kind of one of his earlier adventures. You know what? I never realized that. Yeah, it takes place in like thirty six or something. Yeah, yeah. I never realized that. Yeah, I had no idea until I watched them in order. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? What year did that just say? Yeah, and it was like mid thirties. I was like, what? The not? Oh shit! This movie comes out beforehand. Yeah. What happened to Short Round? Did he die? Oh, man, I I never realized that. Yeah, That's so cool. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, I yeah. you know Temple of Doom gets a lot of hate and like um and it's like it's not extremely culturally sensitive. Oh, yeah. I got a I've got a funny story about that. Um, but I love it for what it is. Absolutely, it, it's it's one of my I mean, 
and that's still one of my favorite movies. It rounds out Indiana Jones because it's mm-hmm. not him fighting Nazis again. He's not the Nazi fighting guy. He's yeah. the adventure guy. Right, right. So it's just a different adventure he went on. Yeah. We just, I mean, I remember being a kid and just loving the bridge scene, especially with the machete. <sighs> he cuts it in half. And he's like, uh, in short round, is just like he like knows he's like grab onto something. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's like, he's like, like Indy like twists his foot into the into the, like the rope, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, yeah. I'll um, do it. I got the rope. My so my my uh, uh, my doctor when we were kids, um, he his name was his name's Doctor Chopra. Uh-huh. I think he's still his daughter practices. Yeah. Um, now. And uh, they're out, like, I think in Williamsville or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he, so he's an Indian guy. Uh-huh. And uh, my little brother, when he was, and he, like, he loved my little brother. Yeah. He just, they, they, I don't know, for some reason, they were just, like, super cool with each other. And um, so, like, Drew is, like, maybe, like, five or six. Mm-hmm. And we've already, like, because we all watch the Indiana Jones movies. And Andrew, like, when he's little, really wanted to know if Indian people ate monkey brains and stuff like that, you know? And, like, Dr. Chopra loved it. He thought it was hilarious. He's like, nah, not so much. You can't just ask someone if they eat monkey brains. (laughs) But what's so funny about that is, like, especially back then, like, I mean, how much do you actually even know about another culture without the pre-internet? Yeah, not a damn thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe they keep child slaves and they live in a, they're bats the size of, you know, (laughs) condors. Right. And... I still have nightmares about them cutting open the snake and the little snakes oh, coming yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the, the um, what is it, the uh, giant beetles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe we step on cookies. I don't think those are cookies, short round. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love, uh, my fa- favorite bit from that movie is uh, when you just see Harrison Ford's eyes coming out of that chamber where the, the spikes are coming yeah. down and he like, look, he like grabs Willie's hand and he goes, we are going, going to die. die. And his eyes just like, <laughs> so wide. It's, it's like, he finally gets to have his full emotion. We are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It's too good. Oh, man. there's bugs in there. Yeah. <laughs> Willie. Willie. <laughs> it's, oh, I love, um, I love in the third one when he and his dad are like, how, he goes, how did you know she was a Nazi? <laughs> she talks in her sleep. <laughs> and he just like, what? Ew. Ew. When they both find, yeah. she's like talking to Andy and she's like, we could have had great moments. And his dad's like, well, we could have, we did we have did. some great we moments. It was good. It was and really he like great. looks back at him because <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Andy, they got us. <laughs> After he shoots the <laughs> he shoots the tail off the plane. I'm sorry, son. They got uh, I love when he sets the floor on fire and he goes, I'm sorry, son. And he goes, no, this, Dad, this is no time to get sentimental. And he goes, the floor's on fire. <laughs> get in the fireplace. <laughs> it turns around. It's like this fucking young Frankenstein moment. Oh, it turns yeah, around and yeah. they're in a room with like a bunch of Nazis on like radios like, uh, uh, mm. uh, turn it back around and they're in the room on fire. Nazis. I hate these guys. I hate Illinois Nazis. Oh, wait, that's a different movie. <laughs> they come in through the doors, Dad. <laughs> There's enough. It's, you know, what, picking Indiana Jones for like my last like yeah. action hero was such a great excuse to just do 
indie lines. Oh, I'm really enjoying. You're pulling some like, deep cuts in I, here too, dude. dude. It's it's so delightful, and I'm glad I'm glad you came on the show to do this. Yeah, and uh, this is actually one of the few times that the number one has been the same dude. The same we've had the same pick for number one. Well, it had to be. It had to be. It I mean, be. that shit, man. I went to school for history, and I I own a bullwhip. I mean, come on, <laughs> fuck. It had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I I think that's a real noble person to kind of uh, at least attempt to emulate at least to keep in your heart like what are we after sweet ass adventures right. and also because it belongs in a museum right oh man i dude. you belong in a museum dr jones i love dicking around and lurking on reddit you know yeah. I, I rarely comment on shit yeah. and some dude like and i follow this sub it's like uh a dinosaur sub mm-hmm. okay it's just dinosaurs sure and like uh, this one dude posted on there a uh, picture of he's like this is in my uh, doctor's office it's a dinosaur it's a T Rex skull that he has in there <laughs> and so of course like that's like the first thing I posted was this belongs in a museum <laughs> I think that all and all the, the other nerds on there were like well it's probably not real it's, it's a replica a replica it's you probably know, a like, plaster cast so there's only fifty specimens of a T Rex oh well you know a T Rex skull would actually be much larger that might be right. uh, more of it. Shut up! It belongs in a museum. Be cool. I sold to you. Sold to you. I love going through my old shit and being like, like I was just Marie Kondoing my closet mm-hmm. and picking up like textbooks from like when I was a kid. I'm like, why do I have this? Belongs in a museum. Why do I have this? Right. All right. Oh yeah. We gotta wrap it up, man. We're cool. we're way over time. All right. Well, it's been fun, man. Thanks Absolutely. for coming on. Yeah, this is a blast. You, you should come on again. All right. We'll come up. Uh, I'll try and uh, come up with something cool to talk about. Yeah, whatever. Or we you can know? just talk about yeah, literally everything bullshit. else. I, yeah, which is, seems to be the kind of the pattern with yeah. this. Well, I, you know, if you want, there are two other shows on this network you can always pop into. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, don't forget, listener, if you're still with us somehow. Yeah. If you haven't uh, driven into a tree. If you're... Still on that treadmill. God bless you. Right. Yeah. You deserve. You're a hard that worker. Dessert. You can get dessert tonight. Yeah. You deserve it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're killing it. <laughs> Welcome to Motivation Cast, to Taylor <laughs> and Lee. Um, it's just an hour of us coaching you along. Yeah. To whatever yeah. you're doing. I mean, whatever. Keep going. It is, yeah. Don't stop. <laughs> you're doing great. Don't stop the music. There's some guy just absolutely nailing his wife just at home, just like, thanks guys, doing don't, it. Don't stop. I'm doing, doing it. it. You're doing it. <laughs> Why are you listening in. to this, man? Oh, honey, what are you? Quiet, Pay attention to what you're doing. I need this. <laughs> Don't slip up. Jeez. <laughs> oh, all right. Listeners at home, you can... Uh... Don't forget to follow us on all the bullshit. Uh, we're at, at top five underscore podcast. It's top the number five underscore podcast. Uh, make sure you hit us on Instagram, Twitter. We don't do that much on it. I guess if you want to be on Facebook, we got that too. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, don't forget to check out Instagram because that's where we post pictures from the show. Fun times. All right. Until uh, until next week. Thanks a lot, man. All right.
What can you do when someone assigns you there? 